Hello and welcome to another episode of The Three Schooners. My name's Isaac. My name is JJ. And my name is Ash. And we've replaced Dave because unfortunately he did go to his medical trial and did die by shitting himself. What a horrible way to go. <laughs> so we've got Ash instead. Uh, welcome, Ash. Thank You're you. You're going thank to be you. our third schooner. Um, and to be honest, it's not really that big a... The shoes aren't that big to fill. You'll be fine. You got Don't the same. Yeah, right, so, right, guys. Sorry, I'm late. Ah, God damn it. God damn it. Sorry, sorry, I'm late. Sorry. Well, ha- oh. we had a funeral and everything planned, mate. What? We had a funeral planned for you. What do you mean? For the because you trick yourself to death. Shit <laughs> myself to Ah, oh, you're talking about the clinical trial. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, still very much here. Oh, Ashley. Hello. Oh, hi, David. Oh, nice uh, to see you. Ashley Nichols, what a time to be I'm alive, a- boys, eh? What a time. I'm only here because I thought I was taking your place, but what's going on? Uh, well, you know. Uh, we may as well just have him as a guest now, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Dave's the guest, I'm in. Sorry, I was here first, mate. <laughs> three schooners plus one. Well, well, we, like wouldn't be the, we wouldn't be the three schooners without, of course, uh, our selected beer every week. And since Ash is the guest, we'll let him go first. Ash, what beer have you got? Well... I heard you say beer, so I did get a beer, and I got a, a wonderful Ducati. Oh, best <laughs> of the world! Hold on, hold on. But I only got that as a disclaimer for my actual drink this evening, which is a vodka cruiser. <laughs> it just gets worse um, and worse. Are you yeah, able to, I, to like unguest a guest this quickly? <laughs> what's the issue? Well, uh, not- Three schooners and the vodka cruiser. I thought that would be a nice little ring. It is now the episode title. Jesus. Um, yeah, so I have four of these. Well, firstly, um, firstly, our audiences are fucking teenagers. <laughs> Jesus. I was trying for Bacardi Breezes, but they're, they're, they no longer exist, apparently. Which really hard. To, you can get them overseas. Not even down at Ackland Street? No, I, I honestly, that was my plan. Gone. So vodka cruisers, and it's. Not just raspberry, it's wild raspberry. Whoa, so, you're in for a big night, mate. Extra sugar. Yeah, big night for me. Four of these, well, 4.6%. So, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> is that actually how much they are? Uh, what? Are they actually 4.6? Yeah, absolutely. What? Yeah. The, that's actually really strong. <laughs> They're stronger than yours. So, what have I, right? Yeah, they, 4.6 yeah, is not really strong. Like, well, you're stronger than yours. Me. Stronger than what? You all laughed at me. Um, Isaac, what have you got? Um, I've still got the same case from last week and I couldn't be fucked buying more beers. <laughs> Storm Brewing Co's. Yes. Um, super dry beer. Wow. Have we figured out what makes it dry yet? Uh, it's the yeast. <laughs> <laughs> Half the bottle's beer and the rest of it's just sand. Sand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave, Dave, what have you got? Well, I mean, I, uh, I'm following in. Uh, as it's footsteps I've not really been original I've got 30 fresh fair <laughs> hey. hey. where we, we all learnt that you know 30 comes from drinking out of a water trough or something like that <laughs> yeah yeah, like the yeah. we had for that story <laughs> but where does the name come from <laughs> um and JJ, over to you, mate. What have you got? I can't believe I'm the only one with a different beer this week. <laughs> no, I, got, I, got, I got 24 Desperados for my birthday from my mate, and we sat and drank them all. We drank all of them. Right. 
Where the fuck? Of course, I've got, I've got my, I've got my three schooners glass. Hey, uh, look at that. Three schooners there, and I've also got my my bottle opener that says for desperados only. So, so, so fun fact. Superb. Prior to this, um, prior to this podcast, I actually did an online bingo because we're all in lockdown and all that shit. Or maybe we're not in lockdown anymore. But um, mm. there was a girl in that. Um, bingo he was drinking a desperado and someone was like where did you get that desperado from and she was like oh went to jj's online trivia and he said he got it from this place and say it killed her so no i went way. there and bought a crate myself there you go mate you bring wow. in, you bring in <laughs> well, jj we, driving just, economy <laughs> can we just can we just cut this bit out of the podcast and send it to desperados just to be like i am yeah. actually an ambassador i'm doing you some business here this yeah. is, that's our one goal by the end of all this is that you or we need to be sponsored by desperado <laughs> It just oh, needs to happen. Just one episode. I just want, oh, that's all I need. I don't know. So, I, I so don't, Ash, if you don't know, Mace, we've, um, you know, or well, you might be aware, we've been kicking off this podcast. It's been doing all right, hasn't it, fellas? But every week we, I mean, we're not, not in the market for sponsors, but we kind of make it a bit obvious we want a sponsor. And uh, mm. you know I know, Dave, Dave, what are you aiming for this week? Have you got it on your, <laughs> your t shirt? I can't say, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. How many sponsors do you think we've got so far, Ash? Uh, I imagine zero. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be I very mean, accurate. Weeks go on. <laughs> I think give it give it a month, two months. I think probably still zero. Yeah, um, would be give, give it three fucking years. My guess. <laughs> I think yeah. we should hire Ash as our uh, sponsorship consultant. Oh wow! Ash, you're you're quite connected, aren't you? I, I do okay. Yeah, I do okay. Um, but with when it comes to what you after desperados, I've never I'm not sure I can help you there. <laughs> listen, all, Coca, actually, Coca Cola. I have worked for Coca Cola um, a few years back. Do you remember when they had those skinny taste of summer cans? They were multicolored. Yeah. Um, I I but I was here about four or five years ago. One of my first jobs was to whack them in a van, and go around and refill these vending machines at all the big train stations in Melbourne. <laughs> And, uh, but they weren't like, they were pretend vending machines. So they were like uh, screens with adverts on. If someone touched them, the, the coat came out the bottom. It was, it was free. I remember so that. I, I, dream boys. That is a dream. I, I thought when you yeah, said they were pretend, so, you put your money in and nothing comes out. No, that, I mean, that's <laughs> the opposite. But uh, that would also be great. But um, yeah, I used to go around three times a day and refill in all the in all the sort of big stations in Melbourne. Which and then when the campaign finished, I had they gave me about a hundred pallets of them to to get rid of, and I just went and sold them to corner shops and made some oh. money. <laughs> oh boy, I, I you, are, you are like a Dell boy, aren't you? Really. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm not always going to drink all of them. I'm already too large without doing that. So, <laughs> I mean, how, how's it? Because you, fa- you famously went on a and a weight loss competition with one of our friends, didn't you? I did. Yeah, he's he's downstairs now. Uh, we so we the, I start to be fair. I started a lot higher than him, which he always forgets to mention. I was Can you just explain what, explain what it was first? What have you got? What okay, so the, the, the competition was purely first one under 100 kilograms. Uh, we're both big boys. So it was a bit of a challenge, but I started on 117, which is uh, at the time was bigger than Tyson Fury. 
So that's uh, not <laughs> ideal for me. He, he was 109, uh, but I thought that was a little bit of motivation. And yeah, it was purely to get under 100. The deal was first one under 100 had to buy the other one uh, a meat and wine co dinner worth $100 plus a bottle of wine plus uh, the minute that someone went under 100, we had to go to the nearest kebab shop and have a HSP off just as a, a kind of winner's treat. Uh, someone, terrible someone, for the loser because someone from the not only do you lose, Australia might not know what an HSP is. So, ah, well, in England or in the UK, it's a Donner meat and chips, basically. Here yeah. it's called a halal snack pack. Yeah. It's just like, honestly, like a carton of chips, loads of Donner meat garlic sauce, chili sauce. I put lettuce and onion on and everyone thinks I'm weird, but I just think it Trying balances nicely. Trying to make it healthy, nicely. right? Be healthy. Yeah, healthy. <laughs> healthy HSP. HSP light. Sounds like a bloody heart attack in a tray, right? <laughs> it is, and it's, but it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The saltiest chips in the world as well. It's great. But uh, the, the whole point was we both like a HSP. We're both very good at eating HSPs. So the, the, the reward was... HSP off, so it was terrible for the loser because not only did you just lose $100, you lost the bet. You also don't have to stuff your face when you're not under 100 kilos. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I lost. Oh. Um, yeah, but... So, has, so has, has he, has your housemates had the, um, the, the meat and wine co thing yet? Or? Well, fortunately, the second I knew I was going to lose... Uh, I sent sent the second wave of coronavirus out, so <laughs> take it up. Yeah, it's actually um, so no, but it, I it's all me. The whole reason this has happened is I was trying to get out of a bet. Um, yeah, so there you go. No, yeah, no, it's it's pending. It's pending. But no, uh, yeah, I, I, he. The, what annoys me most is he was one hundred and one point five the day before. And he said to me, I feel like I can get under 100 tomorrow. So he didn't eat, didn't touch water for a day and a half, went on the scales, took all his clothes off, and he was 99.9. <laughs> and then <laughs> took a video and then left and stuffed his face, and he's now 110 again. It absolutely kills me inside. If, if I recall, weren't the rules that you had to uh, measure it like 24 hours later or something? I could have uh, challenged him and... and also got under 124 uh, hours later, but I knew I was nowhere near, so I just didn't bother. <laughs> You're too busy drinking your, your vodka so, cruises full of sugar. Yeah. I, was, so, I, was, so, I knew I was still floating. Yeah, I was still 105, something like that. I didn't even, I, I gave him it, I gave him it. But, but that's, that's 12 kilos, right? In, in this little competition? Yeah. That's, that's yeah, still yeah, a really yeah. good job. I love that though. There's, here's your prize, but you can't fucking have it. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> a tiny bit, of, tiny bit of justice in that for me. Meanwhile, great. you get the HSP, which you love. So there you go. Who's the real winner in all of this? <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. So Ash, but we've tell decided, us. We've, oh, come on. Go on. Sorry, no, I was just saying we decided to do it again uh, outside of this lockdown. So I'll, we'll keep you posted on results there. But I think we're about even now. So. Fair challenges. You heard it here first three Skinners listeners. We will, of course, be having live updates minute by minute straight after lockdown. Um, I hope you're all going to hold on by the edge of your seats. We will be taking <laughs> bets. Uh, may the best one man lose. 
Yeah. yeah, that's me. That right. Thank you. <laughs> how does that? How does that actually feel, Ash? You know, you are our first guest on this podcast. Surprisingly, I don't know how, but you were highly requested. So, mm. um, and also, Ashley, trying to book you, the busiest man in lockdown. I mean, you don't you don't have a job, do you, or whatever? But you were incredibly hard to get on the show. I think it would have been easier getting Beyonce on or something. To be honest, as we have got on this. <laughs> Well, as long as you can pay me what you pay Beyonce, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> She's looking for some of them the feeling of summer Coke cans. That's all she wants. That's why we, got you, we got you on first. But yeah, how does it feel, mate, being the first guest on? You could be a regular, mate, to be honest. I'm honoured, yeah. Abs- yeah, honoured. Uh, I've got to be honest, I haven't listened to a whole one yet. Right, get them off, get them off. Um, <laughs> so uh, I don't know what to expect, but I thought that was the better way to go about this. Just, mm. you, you know... Not knowing what to expect, no planning. Just hit me with hit, hit me with what we're doing. You know, first guest. I'm happy to I'm happy to be here. Who've you got? Who's next? Uh, we have my a, housemate Dwayne. Uh, yeah, we Beyonce. We've been yeah, we Beyonce, Beyonce's yeah. next. Yeah, 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 and then we might get uh, and similar get, figures. Get Danny on after that. Get the the other side of the story about the late late. Uh, oh man, uh, could, it could be like a Logan Paul KSI thing yeah, that we've got yeah. going on here. Have Ash and Danny and get them slagging each other off. It's <laughs> <laughs> a boxing match. I would watch. I would watch yeah. that. Oh, day, this is this has been discussed. It uh, has. In, I do want to ask, do you want to elaborate on the the famous boxing match that we almost had at base on? Uh, was it Valentine's Day? What day was <laughs> the it? The jelly wrestling. The jelly no, wrestling. no, no. The actual uh, <laughs> big so wrestling match with Wilson and Glenn <laughs> and uh, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Well, yeah. So yeah, a few of the top couple of the guys consider themselves. Um, pretty pretty hard pretty you know good at boxing with our mate adam just talks absolute nonsense and no one's ever seen him throw a punch but he reckons he's the best boxer boxer going so him <laughs> and one of the other guys glenn who actually trains martial arts as far as we're aware also not seen so who knows um have been yapping at each other for about three years there's been dates set every six months and it's usually adam that pulls out or disappears but they both this has been going on what Isaac for what, three two three years I mean we had the boxing ring booked and we had, the boxing, had a boxing ring yeah. booked yeah, yeah we had a ref so the last, and everything the last time and then something we actually what, had it what proper planned there was a reason we had to pull out something happened I, I, honestly I think it was just Adam telling me he hasn't <laughs> trained again it, it, it was wasn't there an issue with the height as well with the red slats yeah, and yeah, the, yeah, yeah. We got to slats on the roof health and safety stuff which we've now uh, fixed having changed yeah, the so technically no it could go ahead on that note though I have actually trained with Glenn I did a boxing session with Glenn and okay, uh, he absolutely destroyed me the <laughs> man is ridiculously fast are we talking and about then, handsome Glenn yeah handsome Glenn oh he's yeah. too handsome he is handsome it's very dashing you say uh, handsome Glenn but me and him get uh, get mistaken of each other often I don't know how so I mean no <laughs> When? <laughs> he'll tell you, he'll tell you, I was, oh, and this was prior, well, sorry, yeah, a long time prior to the 100 kilo challenge, everyone when I was on the desk at base used to say, oh, you're the bingo guy. Uh, in what world? In what world? <laughs> Ask him. He, right, guy. he was fatter and I was skinnier and somewhere in the middle there, we merged. You became one. Yeah. Became one. <laughs> it, yeah, it happened so many times. He used to get annoyed about it, which is a bit of an insult. But um, I, Guys, I th- I, I've just realized something. Um, for those that are watching and can see uh, the video on YouTube or wherever we posted this, um, 
and you will be able to see that Ash is recording, of course, through an absolute fucking potato. But you will be able to see that um, Ash is wearing a hat at the moment. Mm. What's mm. under the hat, Ash? <laughs> just, just the usual, really. Yeah. And what, what, what do you mean by the usual? Because we've got a friend, we've got a friend, oh. Dave. It's like yeah. Zach Efron lookalike who, um, you know, he's getting some nice well, that guy. That would be, in. that would be me. You know yeah. talking about yeah. that, yeah. There you go. How, yeah. uh, how are you, how is, um, what's going on with your hair? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what he's trying to so, say is take your fucking hat off. <laughs> so, I would, but it's, it's plugged in. I can't. Oh, uh, yeah. Why is this the fucking matrix? Um, <laughs> so, JJ, I have dyed my hair literally since I was 17, maybe 15 years old actually almost yearly perhaps a little bit less david uh down there oh, right this is decided, an attack on me decided <laughs> yeah i knew this was coming and i'm i'm prepared david dyed his hair at 30 and because yeah. i did it at that period of time i wasn't wasn't quite blonde he now claims he was the first to do it the first, first person to ever dye their hair blonde. I yeah. Honestly, if you listen to him speak, that's how it sounds. <laughs> I mean, not working. Um, I mean, ours compared wow. are very, very different. I mean, yeah. the, I mean, yeah. I'll get a little bit more out for you. There's, I mean, there's. Yeah, there's oh no, no! Put it away. Put it away. <laughs> there it is. Away. Away. Yeah. Okay. Away. Yeah, um, Super Saiyan hair going on there. Yeah. <laughs> but Dave, I, you know, if, if if anyone's wondering if it's any good or not, Dave actually was very upset at the how white my hair was quote from I mean me I did day. I did um, I did give you a compliment the other day to he did on how white it he was did. but so, I believe that was because you've been yeah we lived together for a period and I uh, I, I strongly believe you had seen my hairstyle and tips and took them on board yourself that is my strong belief so I never thought the three skinners would come down to a health and beauty kind of podcast yeah, really <laughs> yeah we're gonna get sponsored by Pantene Pro V mm. or Panola purple shampoo Panola oh yeah do you That's want to I be do. able to be seen from out of space with your hair contact Ash <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean uh, nothing Ash so we'll get, let's get back to this so you were talking about Glenn okay. um, who is uh, one of one of the um, the guys who are about base all the time as well and how much you two yeah. look alike now and yeah. Glenn is also a very charismatic uh, <laughs> basically um, the opposite of Ash yeah basically <laughs> how this occurs I'd say Ash is quite charismatic. I remember the first no, time I, I met him, and I, I mean, he's always stuck in my mind. So he's he's a he's a. I mean, he's it's g- hard to forget when he's got bloody peroxide dyed hair. And mm. You cannot talk. <laughs> you cannot <laughs> talk. <laughs> yeah. So so Ash, let's yes. let's go a bit on topic. When okay. the hell did you get to Australia? Uh oh. So I've been here twice in two little spells. Well, one big spell, one smaller spell. I, um, I first got here in June 2009. Jesus. Um, I think you were in primary school or <laughs> nappies or something. I, honestly, I think I left um, secondary school in 2005. So. <laughs> I, I, was, I was in high school. I was 17 years old when you got here. Yeah. Really? Well, Dave, you're right behind me, so let's not... 2009 <laughs> so I left so I finished uni I fin- finished uni um, so I'd been I'd been travelling a li- I, I, well I'd been to New Zealand between uh, school and uni for two and a half months so in England having a gap year is quite a big thing I'm not sure if it's so much of a big thing here 
but I went to New Zealand for two and a half months with a mate and we uh, just loved it. And I knew that after uni, I wanted to go straight away again properly um, and sort of travel and end somewhere and live somewhere for a bit. And I wasn't sure where, but ended up, I ended up doing uh, South America for six weeks, uh, New Zealand, Fiji, where, and then where about Australia. In, where about in South America? So spent most of the time in Brazil and Argentina. So I had three, I I think three weeks that. in each. And then like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I went for, we timed it. So we went in February. So we timed it for the Rio Carnival, oh, which nice. I highly recommend. If anyone, uh, if anyone ever wants to go, I'd highly recommend that. It was great. And then uh, went around Brazil for, yeah, two, three weeks. We spent about a week in Rio, then another two weeks just traveling around. It's, yeah, the, it's just so, it's so good. What's the Rio Carnival like? Yeah, I think, I think the most I've seen a Rio Carnival is, is it in James Bond, the James Bond film where he blows up the building at the beginning? And is it? No, that's the, that's, that's, I know what you're talking about. Not, I watched that with you. Uh, that's, that's Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's the... Oh, uh, that's that's yeah, racist, that's what I was... That was racist. 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 <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Dave yeah. got fired from this and podcast. This, and this is why you're not Glenn. Glenn would know the difference between them and he's probably <laughs> met a lot of people from both of those countries. Yeah, probably. But no, what, what's, it, put it what's, it, what's it like? So the actual carnival itself is... You know, it's, 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 it's just like... Um, each there's a group i don't even know where the groups are from but there's a group of between sort of 10 and 50 or 100 people in the same outfit doing a particular dance there's just constant music and there's just rows and rows and rows and rows and rows of these groups and it just honestly goes on for like 10 hours like if you were just sitting there sober with a cup of tea watching it after a while you'd be like right i'm done with this now but I love it's just that. the whole I love atmosphere that. go to a festival with your cup of tea it's just like the whole point of it though because everyone goes it's just an event and everyone in the crowd is just like it's just a big festival um you're not really focusing too much on that but it's like if you were to the the dancing and stuff's great but yeah after a while it's like okay right let's just get a bit pissed now and see what everyone else is doing but no it's it's just it is really it's just a just the whole week the whole two weeks around the Rio Carnival, whole of Rio, whole of Brazil is just nuts. It's just so, it's, it's, it's like, uh, I can't even, it's just the place to be in Brazil and around in all of South America, actually. So just, if you're going to go, if you're going to go, go then. So I think it was end of Feb. Who knows what's going on there now? They were one of the worst for Corona, I think. I'll, I'll do a quick internet check whilst you guys. Yeah. JJ, yeah. JJ's the little fa- fact checker. He's the researcher, is he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So and it then, used to be, I, I, I swear it was end of Feb, but then, um, but yeah, no, it's it's brilliant. It's just the whole atmosphere, the whole place just goes goes crazy. And the, but yeah, the the actual dancing for our culture, I'm not sure how long you could watch it for, but that's just a kind of in the end, it becomes a side point, and you just just it's just the whole atmosphere and everything. So yeah, really oh. good. Go okay, so so that, oh. Brazil has had a total of 4.6 million cases. And 140,000 deaths. So I don't think mm. it's going well, is how I <laughs> No, I'd say oh. it's probably not going to happen this year. No, February um, will be fine. Trump, <laughs> said, yeah. Trump said by April that just passed. So I reckon by February we should... <laughs> he did, I mean, he did also say, yeah, bleach will kill coronavirus. And there was a slight hint that maybe you should inject yourself. He just it. asked the scientists if that was possible. Yeah, could do something press with conference it. to the whole fucking country. We can research that. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, we can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. maybe you should think of this before you went live. So. 
Yeah. But then, yeah, so you do, you do South America and then you yeah. go on from so there. So then I went, yeah, so uh, a couple of girls from uni were in South America because we did all that, all that together. I actually met loads of Australian people uh, in South America, loads of people from Melbourne, which uh, we'll get to. That hints at where I end up working and stuff because they were all from Melbourne and gave me a few ideas. But um, yeah, a couple of girls from uni and, a, and one of the guys from uni and then went over to New Zealand. They, they didn't come. Went to, did a whole month uh, doing the Kiwi bus with a mate from uni. And then I met Ben who, the Kiwi bus. Yeah. It's, the, it's officially called the Kiwi Experience uh, or the Green Shag Bus, I think it's wow. called uh, by most other people. Um, Sounds great. What happens on that, I wonder? <laughs> I just, do, you us, do you want us to get you a ticket there, mate? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I've done it twice. Five stars from that. <laughs> If there's more, I'd give more. It's great. Um, yeah, you, fundamentally, you go from Auckland to Queenstown with stops everywhere along the way, but you can do different routes, but that's the main kind of route. It takes just short of a month. Um, you stop every day in a different, different place. You either stay one or two days in each place. If you really want to, you can stay even longer and jump on the next bus. Um, and we actually end up doing that in Wellington because our mate Ben, who... Dave and Isaac, no, Ben Burgess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so met him in, well, yeah, met him in a bar in Manchester. We were saving up to come away and we persuaded him to come with us. So he met us in New Zealand halfway through. So we ended up losing our bus, but joining the next bus, which was probably a really good thing to do because by the time you get to Queenstown, they have a, a, everyone has like four or five days there. So there's like eight buses because there's like two a day. There's like eight buses. So it's just, going off and you meet the people when we got there we saw the people in the bus that we used to be on and we were with our bus so we knew like 200 people there straight off the bat it was great how big was that bus jesus christ (laughs) yeah it's like the bus is like the bus is like 50 or 60 and you often have two a day um yes it's honestly it's great really really good and queenstown uh as isaac will tell you as well is 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 great it's it's new it's basically like st kilda but very, just very similar, just really small town feel. Everyone knows everyone, but it's just a part, constant party. It's great. Um, so yeah, we did that. And then everyone we met on the bus weirdly had the same idea. Everyone went to Fiji. So there's like 20 of us that went to Fiji. Wow. Um, yeah, which was, which was also great. Very coupley, but just pretty. And just, it's just, it was probably the best thing to do after a month of nonstop drinking, like literally not one day off. Is it expensive to go to Fiji? Is it, is it a pricey place? Is it? Um, it's different. You, you do this thing. I don't, I imagine it still exists. So this was, bear in mind, this was 2009. Um, so I can't, I can't be sure, but you, you buy a ticket, uh, for this big yellow boat and you book a route of, um, islands and you pick like seven islands for two weeks and uh, everyone gets on this boat and then speedboats come when you get to an, uh, an island. A speedboat turns up and anyone that's put that, that, speed, uh, that island jumps onto the speedboat. They launch your bags over to it and then just just take you off on the speedboat to the, that island. And it's kind of like, yeah, and it's weird. How like, big would you the say these islands are? Oh, some of them. Some of them. At one, one of the islands, we were the... Because we split up at certain points and stuff. One of, them, one of the times was seven of us on the whole island. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, and but one of them was well known to be the party island. There's a, host, a hostel on it. Uh, you call it a hostel, but the combination there was one of the bedrooms was 120 people. 
in the bedroom. Sorry, what? Uh, yeah, Jesus. it was called Beach Coma. And right, I think right, that's right, what right. the bar is called on Secure that's named after it. Did you shag in the 120 person room? 120 people orgy. I did And I know, I know, I know, I know. And I'll tell you why. Well, not the only reason why, probably. um, (laughs) Because there's 118 people watching. (laughs) 119 people had sex ashes. (laughs) Yeah. Does anyone need a towel? (laughs) (laughs) He's the DJ. Um, He's the DJ in the corner. (laughs) Playing Barry White. (laughs) Thank you for that. Um, So, yeah, no, unfortunately, even though there were 120 beds, we, we happened somehow to get there at in the off season. So there was only about 40 of us still a lot, still decent though, but we I haven't experienced beach Cobra how you're supposed to, I guess, because apparently it absolutely goes off. So again, if you go to Fiji, it's quite, some of the islands are it's so beautiful. It's very like, there's not that much to do and it's very, it can, we had a few days of rain. So you just sat around, but because it was a big group of us, it was fine. But I imagine it's a good couple of places. So Dave, JJ, I reckon that'd be a great place to DJ, Dave. I'd it would that. be good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, I, I've a, never DJed for 120 people at Orgy, but I suppose, yeah, what's life? I didn't say it was Orgy. <laughs> <laughs> what, would, what would be um, your first song that you would play? Uh, fuck it now, Bump and Grind. We'd go <laughs> there, <wouldn't> <laughs> that might have helped me. Think. Where were you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, fucking hell, Fiji. And then mm. how did you wind up on the sandy shores of St. Kilda, buddy? Uh, well, so honestly, well, there was very little planning in this. We, I always knew, as I said, I was been in New Zealand. I knew I wanted to go back there and I wanted to come to Australia. <clears throat> it's, just, it's just like the trodden route, right? That's what everyone kind of sort of does. Um, but why we chose Melbourne, so but after uni, um, end up working a bar called Picture and Piano, which I'm Obviously, Isaac won't know. I don't know if you know it, Dave. Have you heard of it? It's is a it bar in chain in England. Well, it, no, it's, it's like 20 around England. Um, I don't think so. I thought no, it might have been a bar in London. But... No, there's, I mean, there's a few. It's basically, so you've got Weatherspoons, massive chain like that. You've got Slug and Lettuce, which there's a, bit, a few less, but it's a bit, a little bit classier. And then you've got Pitch and Piano, which is also a chain, but like lots of cocktails and stuff like that. But anyway, not the point. Uh, worked there. Um, and my, my mate Ben that I mentioned earlier, we met him there. Um, we also worked with an Australian guy called Mark, who was from Melbourne. He's a massive muso, I think you call it here. Um, he's from like Fitzroy in Brunswick. Uh, and he, he just said to us boys, like when you, get, when you get to Australia, come to Melbourne. I'll, I know every person that works in bars and stuff, I will sort you out. Like we'll get your job straight there, just settle there. So that was why we landed in Sydney, did two weeks there. Then we always knew, right, we'll come to Melbourne. Uh, and as, as always, you've got that kind of plan in place, but we've, I've seen him twice since I've been here. <laughs> so you just never, <laughs> yeah, I mean. it's, it's one of those things, right? Yeah. You just like, we, but that's why we came here. I think, I don't know if I would have ended in Sydney or here without, without his input, but, um, we just booked, booked base in St. Kilda 2009. Um, and actually Isaac, until we changed the system a few years back, our booking, I, I, I looked up five six well sorry eight years later and our booking was still sitting there is this in, in as a charts or guest no guest centrics okay, pre turnover okay but yeah for those, so, for those listening they're talking about software things sorry no very, very <laughs> big, very um, big. Did, didn't you stay at the ritz or is that a so, yeah no no i did um so we stayed at base for two two weeks um 
and then we knew we were sticking around. We were going to, we were going to kind of get jobs. So we, I don't know, I don't even know how and why we did that, but we ended up, ended up at Coffee Palace, which is now owned by us. But back then it wasn't, it was an it's, independent it's currently thing. currently where I am. <laughs> currently where I currently live. Currently where you are. Currently where you live. Yeah. Oh, right now. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so we, back then it was, I don't know why, but it was all English, all Swedish, which as you can imagine was, was not great too bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was rather but we, pleasant. But we, <laughs> it was, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Um, <laughs> it, do. It, was, it was sufficient. Sufficient. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we turned up in June uh, and because we had zero planning, that obviously couldn't be worse in terms of weather. But honestly, I don't know if it's just because I experienced it then or just wishful thinking about it. I, I swear it was busier then. Um, we, we didn't think it was quiet or anything like that. It, was, it just went off all the time, even in June. Um, and this is when? What year is this again? Sorry. 2009. This is still 2009. Um, I, I was still there. This is still 2009. <laughs> yes. Still, still on yeah. Isaac, don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac did this podcast hoping to uh, maybe, you know, get his, get his name out And there. funnily enough, uh, we are sponsored by Jurex this week. <laughs> that Isaac knows nothing about. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. like in one of the podcasts, he was like, my dick is like a small square <laughs> fish. Penis. I was like, I uh, could confirm that. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you know? Right, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> right. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Um, yes. Yeah, so we we ended up there for two or three months, and we were hearing. I tell you what, though. Side point. We all, without fail, would go to base on a Thursday night for ladies' night. That was the thing. That was the night. That and cushion on a Tuesday. You didn't miss those two. So, base on a Thursday back in the day before RSA shit on us basically was free drinks between seven and 10 for any girls or anyone dressed as a girl. So wow. just some of those obviously we, the RSA is that responsible oh, yeah. service of alcohol. We, I think we talked about it in a past podcast, but it's just yeah, Australia being real strict with drinking. And yeah. Well, they literally, um, as, as it went on, they actually name us in the RSA, don't they? Isaac? They, yeah. they say, don't do what Base did on Ladies Night, which is unfortunate. Really? But anyway, yeah. yeah, I was, before I worked at Base and before all that, I, um, we used to go, it wasn't a doubt you were going on a Thursday and there was no pre-drinking. What's the point? You just went at seven in a dress. Uh, that's, yeah. The How guys, did they make money? Like, <laughs> because, mate, honestly, at 10 o'clock, they stopped the free drinks. There was a queue you've never, like, you've never seen outside the door. And then, Everyone was hammered, just spent the money. If, if they were already too hammered, they were told to get lost. And there was just hundreds of people in there on a busy night at 10 o'clock. It wasn't, like, it wasn't it, just backpackers, was it? it you had no, like no, no, no. Students and it was like a big student night, right? Well, back to what I was saying before, when I was in uh, South America, all the, the guys I met from Melbourne were like, you have to go to base on a Thursday. Like, they were like, oh, we try and pick up Swedish girls and this and that. Honestly, they were just like, you cannot this is the, miss. This is the thing about base. I heard about base when I was booking my trip to come to Australia and someone was like, you need to go to base. Uh, you need to stay there and you need to go to the bingo we do on the Monday. That is like, yes, right. to be hearing about um, a business in another country, you know, and it seems like you had the similar experience. That is, that is a yeah. big statement for a company, you know? Yeah. Well, see, I, I knew already knew a little bit about base because when I went to uh, New Zealand after school, as I said, like I stayed in base in Auckland for quite some time. Uh, so I knew about it already, but not 
I didn't know about base St Kilda at all. So yeah, I heard about it in South America. Um, yeah, and it yeah just oh and also when we did the Kiwi bus that at that point you stayed at base all the way across the country. So yeah, I, we always knew we were going to stay there. It was just yeah, it was just great. So lived at Coffee Palace uh, for three months doing that, and then we were hearing about this hostel just down the road called the Ritz. And as as you do, we're like right, we we know everyone here now. Let's let's go over there and see what see what that's got to say for itself. So we just all moved over there. So we knew literally everybody uh, wow. in St Kilda. But yeah, yeah, we just got a bit comfortable in the, in Coffee Palace. It was great, but we thought we'll try that one as so, well. The Ritz. So two thousand and nine happens, and then yep. Well, we're in two thousand and twenty now, so there's mm. a big gap yeah, well, there. Where's just before we go on to that boys I just want to quickly interject and tell you that I am opening my second beer so are we on the second one are we yeah, yeah. I was finishing my second beer don't come on yeah, I'm, I'm, don't announce that you're behind <laughs> yeah, yeah. listen it's, it's, it's the person in the lead job to announce where they are I'm looking I'm looking specifically at Ash who seems to still be on his first whatever the no. vodka cruiser uh, JJ thank you okay, that is oh two. wow Jesus watch out you may get a sugar rush yeah yeah this is uh, it's honestly honestly i've been like we'll come to this later ash because obviously we have a we have a relationship and bloody doing heavy drinking and yeah sorry um but what happened in that 140 bed room yeah yeah (laughs) that's where i met um but yeah we'll go into that further about how we get people to drink and the things we've done but being mates with ash i've always known them in our friendship of being terrible at drinking drinks, you're quite possibly the worst. Um, wow, that's a huge call. That's a huge call. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, what do you mean by that? You go to bed at 10 p.m. all the time, Dave. Ash is always <laughs> yeah. standing at 5 a.m. You have no legs to stand on. I mean, I need my sleep. He's <laughs> oh. got that beauty regime he told us about. Yeah. <laughs> I just bathe and moisturizer for 12 hours. <laughs> Right, so you moved into the Ritz. Yes, I moved into it. Uh, okay, and then I, um, well, I, we stayed there. So I, so okay, so when in, so as I say, we didn't plan particularly well. So in Fiji, on our last night, a few of us got together and went like, do we, do we actually need visas for Australia? Like, what do we have to do? Uh, so we all jumped on the the local Wi-Fi. Like I think I honestly think you need one, and there was about as I say there was about twenty of us at this point, but about eight of us doing this, and we all end up with different visas. So a couple of the guys got working holidays, uh, a couple of the guys got the the six month tourist visa, which was a thing. I still think it's a thing. I'm not sure. You have to pay a bit of money. Somehow I ended up with a year uh, tourist visa. It's like well, ticket like perfect. Like that that'll do. I'll I'll just I'll just use that, um, and only turns out later that um it that that visa means you have to leave the country every three months and really? i have no idea about that yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> what you, that's you can, mental you, you can, why yeah, would so they you, give you a year and then go oh but after three months you have to go home you can yeah, no, no, go to you new zealand to, go to fiji yeah, you yeah. To, uh, okay. who knows yeah. You just have to kind of show your face at the border and be like all right i'm still here um you know i don't know but i didn't know that so <laughs> I got some sort of notification the day after three months being like, you've overstayed, you've overstayed your visa. And I was, I was like, what? I've got a 12 months. Turns out I didn't obviously I had the three month thing. So I had to go to immigration 
uh, on Lonsdale Street and I got locked in. I was like, can I just pop? Can I just go to the toilet? Like, no, you can't go anywhere. It's like, what, what do you mean? Um, and I kind of just blagged it and just, I said, look, please, like I didn't have any idea. And they just changed it on the spot to a six month, which was very fortunate because otherwise I was in a, in a taxi to the airport, I think. But um, wow. yeah, managed, managed, managed to get away with that. But so, I, so yeah, uh, so I had six months basically. So we got there in June, had six months. So I always thought, right, that works. I'll go home for Christmas and then see what I'm doing kind of thing. Uh, some of the other guys had a year, so they were obviously going to stay. Uh, but maybe sort of a month, six weeks before I was leaving, two months, happened to meet an Australian lady. All this love. Love interest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, de a little facto bit. Visa. Um, <laughs> de facto visa. Doing why did I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't pursue that. <laughs> um, yeah, met her in the sea baths, which uh, we all know very well. Oh. Yeah, I don't. Wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait. I just want to know. Did you? Right, so the sea baths are a St Kilda beach gym pool thing, right? So you're oh, telling me a great bath. description. That, that accent, man. I did not. I thought he said the sea bards. I didn't know what that was. Like so, like Shakespeare my accent. Things. Yeah. Yeah, a, load of, you. a load of bards down at the yeah. sea. <laughs> Fuck's sake! So you're you're telling me you swam up to this random girl in the water and started creeping Great. on her. Not far off. Um, <laughs> it was like something out of Jaws, Dan. And then they commercial blonde hair comes <laughs> You know what? I think I did have blonde hair at the time. Thank you, Kelly. Um, um, You're the worst. You're literally but, uh, commercials about assault are about. Right. <laughs> Hold on. Let me tell you the story first and we'll, we'll see if... Um, so, do you know the cold jet bits? You know, the little bit, it's just blows a little bit of cold. Anyone? Dave? So, like, is, is, um, is, is that, that what you are like? Is that what the water does when you come near it? Yeah. <laughs> right. So fine. I'll, I'll explain. So there's a cold, a cold jacuzzi bit and it, me and my friend were in there and there's a very attractive Australian girl in there. I'm like, well, just, God, may as well go check out the cold jets. And, uh, when went and sat next to her and we'd start chatting and she told us how we had to run outside, you know, that whole thing. You run into the sea and then you run into the hot pool. So she, we went with her to do that. She gave us a lift home, thought, thought the end of it kind of thing. Oh, might bump into her again, like superb. Um, I thought, oh, we might, might just might bump into her again at the sea bars. Me and my mate had got like a three month trial or something. So we, I thought, oh, maybe. And it just so happened. So I used to work at a bar called Reva when I first got here, yes. uh, which Dave, well, all of you know, yeah, but it's Reva now. Reva is so good. It's so good. It, it was a, it's a festival place now, but back then it was. Um, uh, just a really high-end kind of bar that a lot of young people went to on Friday and Saturday. But Sunday was like Cougarville. It was it, again all the guys in um, in that I met in South America told me go work there, like it's great on the beach. You know, um, Cougars every Sunday. It's great. It's great. Cougars every Sunday. So I went. I went. At work, I literally first day I got here, second day I got here, took my CV there, and managed to 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 to, to get work in there. And uh, one of the guys we worked with after a shift said, "Oh, I'm working at a club in the city." after this but they need a few more people do you want to do it um so me and ben decided to do it it's called uh you isaac you'll know called sorry grandma do you remember yep. that pa yeah which yeah so it's now called holy moly which everyone oh, I'm sure yeah. knows yeah. i know holy yeah. yeah which yeah. is like so that uh, used to be it's ghetto golf isn't it back home it was mm. yeah yeah it's like a exactly. crazy golf place yeah 
Drink, case of golf, drinking thing. Yeah. Um, but back then, it was the revs of the city, I guess. It was open until 10 in the morning, um, two floors kind of place. And we decided to work there. And on, on, this was a week later. And I was just walking around, picking up some glasses. And she ran up to me. I was like, that's mental. Like, what are you doing here? I forgot that's um, what we were even talking about. This yeah, is, sorry. Wow, yeah, wow, yeah. This is great. I'm going back to that. I'm going back to that. Yeah, so she, so she ran up to me. I was like, fucking hell, like, what are you doing here? And uh, she um, randomly was seeing a bloke from Neighbours, uh, the TV show. <laughs> and she was with him. Could get more She was with him. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I know. And she was, because, uh, yeah, she was a bit of an actress and all that stuff. And she was seeing him. But she ran over and like gave me a number and sort of said, give me a call. And I was like, oh, well, she's seeing that bloke. She said, no, no, I'm getting, I'm getting rid of him. I hope Jesus. <laughs> that um, guy, his name was Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> I'm not telling you his name. I'm not telling you his name, but he was, he was on it for a long time. Like, fairly famous from it. Um, it's all right. Tony. This only no, goes it's not out for fucking like... Toadie. <laughs> this only goes out for like... Uh, uh, it was and Dr. Carl. No, like, hang on. Harold, 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 Harold. <laughs> That's it. You do know Harold. Yeah, uh, perfect. Um, no, it was... Do you know what? Fine, whatever. It was a guy called Declan uh, who was in it. Declan, um, if you're listening, me, get it in touch. <laughs> 2005. But he became... He, right, he became a singer and he had a few songs out in Australia. So that was a bit awkward. But anyway, so she did that. And then over time, just things start happening. And I left and she, uh, she... Well, I was always thinking about coming back anyway and ended up uh, coming back. She wrote a little letter to people saying, oh, you can come stay with me. And I and yeah, I just got back and just moved straight with her, which was a bit full on, but two, wow. month, two months later kind of thing. And now, yeah. now you've um, got four kids together. Um, and now... No, no, <laughs> Do you know what? I spoke to her yesterday, but aside from that, and I don't really, nah, unfortunately not, not quite the romance is story. Right, is she still fit? She's, yeah. A Botox has started Re- seeping Re- out. Re- <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for that. Um, she she uh, is a DJ in LA now. What? what? What's her name? No, I'm not telling you her name. Is her name, <laughs> is her name Havana? <laughs> No, it's not. She, I don't think she's. I don't think she's at that level. But she, no, she, um, yeah, she was. Uh, she was a bit of an actress here and stuff, and was fairly well known in Melbourne, I think. Let's uh, let's talk then, about this out with this interview, and, okay? Okay, good. Another time. Anyway, <laughs> so we, you, uh, dog. <laughs> so we had a. Uh, let's move on. Uh, so we, so yeah, we we had a year here, and we decided my visa was up, so we decided to go back to England. Uh, moved to London together. Uh, and actually lived in a big share house, much the same as the ones I live in here, but with loads, with loads of Australians. So <laughs> that's... Uh, the everyone worked in a bar. Everyone. And ever, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? The Australian guys were radiologists earning like 40 quid an hour. It was a joke. Whoa, and they didn't know what they really? were doing. Yeah, and it was, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it was like mental. I'd love so to work on the radio. Radiology department, and here we go. <laughs> Alvin Harris. <laughs> no, no, JJ, we warned you about this. Get out. <laughs> anyway, anyway, to that. Um, yeah, fast forward, like things didn't end up perfect with her. We fast forward uh, again, Ben. Ben comes back in. We decided we wanted to come back to Australia um, a couple of years later. 
So we're talking I mean, we're 2013 now. But I, I, well, end of 2012, I suddenly decided that I was petrified of flying, <laughs> um, which put a huge spanner in the works. Or just for me. one day you woke up. Well, either that or you better get damn good at swimming, mate. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so David, David and I know Ash really well. JJ, you know Ash pretty well. Yeah. He is petri- Like to the point that we flew up to far north Queensland all together and he had to get like, what, two, three bottles of wine drunk? Mate, yeah, I'd, I'd say it was more than that. He was absolutely <laughs> shit-faced and he had to yeah. play snap the whole time because he'd been told by was well, a doctor or psychologist or something that that was enough because it was physical. It would distract him from the flying thing. So the whole time he's playing snap with someone on someone's lap and then he's got his noise-canceling headphones on top of his normal headphones. On top of, like, it's just the most ridiculous. And it was, like, it was like three hours of snap and that person had to have their hand amputated. After <laughs> <laughs> While I'm giving him shit, being like, oh, it's a bit rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my hands. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. <laughs> my, my missus, so Yasmin, is ter- like terrified of flying. Uh, I'd never flown with her before, and uh, we flew to New York once. And f- f- Jesus, man. So she sat next to me. You know what? I think everyone knows how everyone sits. That's a given. Cool. Um, <laughs> she, she was sitting to the, to, the, to the right of me, actually, and by an hour in, her, her feet were behind my head. And she she's just she gets so agitated. Oh, the Mile High Club. So that's a different story. <laughs> so we we had to um, we had to go to the doctor and get get us some. Uh, I was going to say Viagra, wrong thing. <laughs> like diazepam. Definitely. Which story are you telling here? <laughs> um, get us some diazepam. And honestly, man, like I I can only. Ash, if you're anywhere near like what Yasmin is, I feel sorry for whoever was sitting next to you. When you think about it, flying's terrifying. Like, what the hell is going on there? It's yeah. fine. No, it's it's terrible. So, <laughs> I, I, if 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 Yasmin was on that flight with you, she's better than me because I had a. So, I literally booked my flight here, October two thousand and twelve. Didn't get on it. I wasted two thousand pounds because what? I was that scared. Yeah, yeah, I was bad. Really, really, really bad. I uh, just weak of just couldn't. Do you know that feeling in your chest? I just couldn't. I just can do it. My mom so, said oh, to me, oh, if, if there was a million pounds on that seat, would you get on it? I was like, no, because I'm going to die. So no, I'm not going to get, like, it was that bad. Are you, um, still, are you still like that now, yeah? No, so, uh, well, <laughs> I went on a flight with uh, Isaac, so no, and I'm here. So, uh, but I'm I'm still bad, but I can do it. But then, then I couldn't. I had, I don't know what, well, I think I know what happened. So that first flight across to South America, um, I would already, I don't know, I just didn't really, th- I flew everywhere before that. Like my dad's in the army, we've lived everywhere, flown everywhere, no issue. I've flown on my own from like 11, not a problem. And I flew from, uh, from London to, to Brazil and fine. And I even, in fact, I even, uh, well, it will quickly blast over this. I was actually late for my flight by one minute and it was in Heathrow Terminal 5 and it had just come out. Whatever, just been built. Hi guys. Now in the cinema. Not anyway. Um, and I actually missed my flight by one minute. And even though it's seven in the morning, no one around, they were like literally Heathrow Tone of Five is all computerized. If you've missed your flight, you've missed your flight. My dad lost it because the lady that sort of checked us in didn't say 
this. Anyway, ended up having to change to go to a missed my flight, ended up having to go 12 hours later to Sao Paulo and then get an internal flight from Sao Paulo to Rio. And now there is absolutely no way on earth I would do that flight because I've heard that South American Airlines like buy second and third hand bits from like European airlines. There's no one earth. You but know, then, you know like, all airlines do that, not don't problem. you? All no, don't do tell that. me that, JJ. Move on, move on quickly. <laughs> it don't wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't um, just that, though, was it? I remember you telling me. No, no, no. There was something else that made it worse. Well, uh, yeah. So that. So so it, it's all sort of weirdly centered about that flight, I guess. So I flew from yeah England to Brazil. All good. I did those flights. All good. But then, like three months later. Um, a flight, Air France flight, went uh, from France to Brazil, went into the water, and it was exactly the same plane. Well, not the physical same plane, but the same type of plane, like a Boeing seven 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 or something. Just went into the water, and everyone died. And I think I think it's the first time when I was beyond the you know, above like eleven that I'd heard about a massive plane crash on a commercial flight like that. And I just thought, fuck, like I was literally on that flight two months ago. And I, every time I flew from then on, I was just really nervous, but I was fine. I did it. And then <laughs> me and again, Ben, Ben's back again. Me and him flew to Bulgaria where uh, my family have a, we've got a, um, a flat on the, in the ski uh, area of Bulgaria. You fancy oh. bastard. Yeah. I just gone, by the guys, way. Um, guys, guys, we, uh, we, we said no one rich in this. That's what we said. We said, I know, we did. Yeah, I know, but I mean, we were struggling for guests, and yeah, I did the best I could with booking guests. Sorry, so, yeah, right. Anyway, Bulgaria. Or, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so 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 we've got a flight. We've got um, an apartment there, and while I was in London that time, you know, between Australia, um, me and Ben went over and did a month, six weeks there. It's so like anyone skis, go to Bansko in Bulgaria. You can literally eat out, drink out every night, spend. 30 pounds and you ski for a day for 10 pounds it's it's just it's just great anyway um and we he's not a great flyer either but by this stage i was worse and um i we got we got on the got on the plane we're both pretty pretty sweaty pretty pretty not happy about the situation hand in hand on takeoff got up got up above the clouds and i all i could see was this we were on the wing and all I could see was this orange flame. I was like, Ben, what? the plane's on fire. The plane's no. on fire. Oh, no. What are we going to do? The plane's on fire. The plane's on fire. And eventually one of us looked to it. it yeah, it's the sun. Um, <laughs> and it just like, it just, it just, like we were so bad, so sweaty. The air stewards ran up to us and went, look, have these and give us two bottles of little bottles of rum each, down them. And when we landed, well, did they, did they so... see that you were physically yes. best? yes horrendous we were like sweating holding hands like shaking it was awful um and yeah they ran over gave us two bottles of rum each and just down these you know there's mini ones yeah yeah, yeah. um and then like, we're not meant to do this but have them and when we landed i was so relieved i was just like what the fuck am i doing putting myself in a tin can uh in the sky for no re- like what am i doing I- i'll just get a bus and honestly i've, I've been to bulgaria three more times since then in a car or in a bus, it takes forty-five hours. Are you kidding me, on me? I've done it. No, nope. I've I've done that right. three. Of, wow. I've, right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right. See if it's your time to go, mate. It's your time to go, and see if you're going to go down in a plane. And that's it. That's it. Right. But let let me right that logic. I understand what you're saying, but if you put yourself in a situation like that, if I wasn't on the plane, I'd be. I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't be. I'd be, I'd be fine. Do you know what I mean? Cool. If you put yourself in a situation, if I hang uh, you off a building, he's going to do time. some research. Yeah. Okay, now. here, here we go. Right. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> looking typing. We've yeah, done the stats. Comment. We've done the stats so many times <laughs> with Ash. So do it. Here's do the, it. Here's Let's get him out. Right? Let's get him out. So, what do you think the chances of you dying in a plane crash are? One in how so much? So, we're talking. One. I imagine it's one in a million. It's not quite that much, right? It's one in 205,500. Oh, that's even less than I thought. Um, right, right. Cool. Well. What do you think your odds of dying in a car crash are? One in 100,000. One in 103. No thousand. What do you mean? What do that's... you mean by that? That can't be. What do you mean? Yeah. Right, so these stats, mean? no, these stats, that's you know anything about statistics. No, the question is, what is your chance of dying in a car crash. So that means all of the car crashes in the world, how many have deaths yeah. in them? All, That's all, not saying what is your chance of having a d- car crash yeah. and then dying. It's if you're in a car crash, <laughs> what are the chances of dying? It's the same with the plane crash though. That's saying that- No, that can't be right. No, that is. That's because there's lots of plane crashes that just okay. slide so back the, onto the terminal. So you, the chances of you being in a car accident um, is one in 608. And out of that six, one in 608, it's one in 108 or whatever it is that you'll die. That's, that's, that's because car accidents are considered any bump, nudge, or fucking tickle. But like, right, have you been in a car crash? Yes, I had my car written off. I have flipped a car through there. Ash, have you been in a car crash? Uh, I, if that counts as a bump, then yes, a bump, that was it. No, one, one where you went, I you know, died. Bit of bump. No, I don't. No, cool. Okay, cool. Me, that's yeah. fine. That's no, fine. No. Dave, have you been in a car crash? I have, mate. So I wrote off a van. There we go. Okay. Now, my question to you, Ash, have you seen a car crash where you've went, someone's died in that car in person? Uh, not, well, I've seen the a few aftermath. things. I've seen a yeah, I've seen a lot of commotion and potentially but no great, I haven't fantastic. directly seen cool great that's, that's all I wanted to know right shut up now okay. so, <laughs> here, here's my next question out of all the times you've seen a car crash in person mm. how many times have you seen a plane crash in person I have not seen a plane crash in person you've not you've not how, how many times have you seen a plane I've seen one or two, yeah. I've seen <laughs> I'd say I'd say up until recently, almost on a daily basis, and not only that, but quite a few of them, um, when it being at places at airports, etc. And you know what? I've never seen one crash. Ash, your your fear is unfounded, and you're the weakest right. link. Goodbye. Hold on. <laughs> see you later, guys. See you. Thanks. <laughs> JJ. Yes. I see a thousand cars a day. I see one plane a day. True. Yep. True. Yep. So this, I mean, those stats suggest. But uh, by you your own, like, I haven't seen by, one by your own logic, from the sky. By your own logic, because mm. they're not as common. Surely the the crashes shouldn't be as common then. Yes. Well, I just don't. I just don't see it. I'm a, you know. Well, you'd fucking uh, hear about it in the news, wouldn't you? You, wait, you know about a certain. I have done. You yeah, know about a certain day called nine eleven, don't you? And that was because you hear about plane crashes. So. Do you hear about every car crash that happens throughout the planet every day? I, mean, I hope not. I mean, no, you, no, you don't because the they're too common and they happen all the time. And Ash, I get why you're scared, but you're a fucking idiot for being scared. Okay, we will say. <laughs> I'm going to pass. <laughs> I'm, gonna, 
I'm going to pass this video on to your girlfriend and I uh, hope she feels the same about I what tell, you're saying. I tell her that every time we get on a plane, she's a fucking idiot as well. Um, very I, support here, here, here's the thing though, Ash. Here's, here's, the, here's the plot twist. I myself, I'm scared of flying. You're a joke. I, well, I get on the plane because I know that the odds are in my favour, right? The chances of me going down in a blaze of fucking glory is very, very small. Also, uh, I believe that if I flap my one arm that works well enough, I'll be able to fly away mm. just by jumping out. It's a strong arm. That, it's a strong yeah, arm. Is true. We all know that. Yeah, so I'll be fine. Anyway, uh, so now you're well, in Australia and you've got over that flight. Well, no, no, you was in Bulgaria. Well, I was in Bulgaria. Um, I, I'd actually, uh, I still don't think you know the extent of my flying issue because I actually ended up getting hypnotized and I did a fear of fly, flying course. I'd done that it with spiders. That I've done that with what, spiders. Really? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm so yeah, scared of spiders. Yeah, tell me. Go on then, tell me. So, you know how my mum my mum and Yasmin call, you know the vein that you get in your forehead when you're just like, you're either really angry yeah. or really, it's my rage vein is what they call it. Um, yeah. It doesn't happen very often. Unless, I, I, when I've seen a spider, <laughs> I would you lose, I, <laughs> I could honestly, <laughs> I so the first time I came to Australia, I stayed in Perth and I stayed with one of my mum's um friends, uncles, a whole link of weird hamsters, best pals, girlfriends thing. Um, and I was staying in his, his house and his house was three stories tall. And then it had a garden that was four stories down. So technically like the, the, the swimming pool was like in the fourth floor below. And I was sleeping in a room. I was only like 12. So me and my sister and I shared a room and two beds were facing each other. I remember looking at my little sister and saying, good night, Pamela. Good night. And I turned around and when I turned around, there was a huntsman spider just at me. You know, oh. anyone that's not seen a huntsman spider before, they are massive. They're the most harmless spiders on the planet, but they are massive. I lost it and I ran, and I don't remember running down the stairs, but somehow in the space of like 11 seconds, I was in a swimming pool because my logic was spiders can't swim. I've since learned that that is not the case. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that, so thank you. So <laughs> I, I got hypnotized, and I remember it was yours the same as mine, Ash, where you get hypnotized, but you don't you don't lose consciousness. It's not that. It's just someone telling you to what mine was. Imagine a nice a nice place, walk down a nice path. What? Yep. Yep. Did you get the same thing? Yeah. And I got the same. I had to pretend I was a superhero and I had to pretend I was this and that, but I didn't like you expect when you hear about hypnotism, you expect some bloke click his fingers and you're going to act like gone. a chicken yeah. for the next, the next minute. Yeah. But, but yeah, there was none of that. It was just but, talking to your subconscious. Is that, that's that's it. Just, at, at, just at, at the end, why am I pants down? But, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's not a mouth based video game. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't work straight away. It really didn't. And I don't know if it was either it kicked in later on in life or because you got it done subconsciously, you think this is going to work. But I just grew up and suddenly I wasn't scared of the spiders anymore. What, what was your experience with getting it done for, for flying? Uh, well, as I said, I missed my flight. Um, it was that bad. <laughs> so so I, I had a choice, right? I, I genuinely, genuinely looked up uh, boats to get to Australia. I was that determined to get here. Um, so I looked up cargo sh- so you can get on a cargo ship there are eight or ten bedrooms on a cargo ship um it takes 40 days and you can do that but uh it just sounded a bit dodge just how much did it cost of- 
load of blokes. It wasn't that. It was quite reasonable. Um, it was. Uh, it was. It was <laughs> like a few thousand pounds. I think. Um, I think. It, Ash I think is it like I've, I've done a room full of 120 people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Fiji, I Easy. could do a boat with ten blokes. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I was that, yeah, I was that determined to get it. So I was looking at that. So it, I think it worked out like a hundred pounds a day. So yeah, three or four grand, something like that. I thought, fine, it's 40 days, bit shit, but then I'm there. Um, but it just so happened this, um, this new cruise uh, liner came out that was doing a trip from Southampton. No, that's a lie, from Italy to Perth. Oh, wow. um, and because it was it was it was a bit smaller, no one really knew about it. The price kept going down and down and down. It got to the point it was two thousand pounds a person, all you can eat, and you stop in like Barbados and this place and this place. And my mate was coming too, so I was like, "Look, let's, <laughs> why don't we just do that? Sounds great." Um, but I, I kind of slowly realised that I've you know I was getting a, a six month visa, and then six months later I'd be stuck on an island in Australia, being told to fuck off and I'd be literally refused to get on a plane I'd be in big in sort of big trouble so <laughs> big I just thought, right big massive shrubs for me so tell, tell me tell me this is this is what I hope you've done right and I know it's not yeah done. I hope that what you've done is you worked out that you could get a working holiday visa and went I am getting on that boat and you had the most wonderful time and you went all around the world mm. that's not what happened is it mm. no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> Um, no, absolutely not. So <laughs> I just, I realized, yeah, I needed to sort it out. Right. So I was determined the next six, sort of four or five, six months of my life was literally so- sorting this out and I'm still bad. So imagine what I was like then. So I went, so my dad's in the army. So we went and, uh, he managed to organize us going on these, like they're 10,000 pounds apparently ago simulate proper helicopter simulators official army simulators i had the professional guys in there because the way i see it right you can't practice <laughs> you can't practice being on a plane you're either on it or you're not you can't just go give me a bit of takeoff give me a bit of you know turbulence it you're, you're all or nothing and that winds me up i think i think there should be like simulators and stuff and let you kind of build up. It got, it got to the point where I was that, I thought, I used to think takeoffs were like 200 miles an hour and you're strapped to the back of your seat. I, I just built myself up to that. And when I actually flew next, I was, this is so slow. But I just, I just gone, like, I just lost it. Anyway, so I did the helicopter simulator and it was so real and that, that helped. I did a flight, a uh, proper plane. I was a pilot for a day and a plane simulator. <laughs> I was, my dad like got some army pilots to show me around planes and show Fucking me how it all works. Ash. I did everything. I did everything. And then, and then, uh, yeah, I went to a hypnotist on, um, good on your guy. dad though. Good on your yeah, dad. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, so good exactly. on yourself, Ash, for, for realizing that this was an issue that you had and going out yeah. your way to try and get it fixed. Well done, man. That's really, that's, that's good. Well, you got someone that wants to travel the world that can't get on a plane. It's not a perfect <laughs> combo. Um, so yeah, so so and then and then the hypnotist thing came up. I don't know how I found it, but there's this bloke. He was like a celebrity um, hypnotist. And he used to claim that he could cure anyone in twelve seconds. Uh, I ended up going to him for six hours. So uh, um, um, yeah, so he had like videos of like training, like training celebrities to do stuff, and 
So I went to him and it was, it was a lot of money. And he was like, look, if you don't, if you don't feel fine after this, you can keep coming back. And I've still got his number. Like, like that's, that's how much like, I've, yeah, like I've went back five, six, seven times. Um, and he called me when I was in the airport the first time I flew afterwards. So it's pretty good. But yeah, as you said, it was more like techniques to how to not think about it. So I, for the, what really struck for me was he did this thing. He kept doing all the whole, oh, I think you're this and that. And, but I would still be like shit myself. So he did this thing where he would, he threw me, he was like, right, get up. And then he threw me a box of napkins and was like, keep throwing this with me. And then he gave me some maths and he told me to look at a map and all this stuff was going on. And then he stopped, he went, how'd you feel? I was like, oh, I feel fine. And like, it just made me, that's why I play snap because it's like so quick paced. So like you don't have a minute or a millisecond to think. And it's just like, takes your mind off everything. And I put the, as Isaac said, I put the music on, I put just so that I do not think about anything. That's quite and, clever. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, and, and that that's the most thing I took out of it because it is when you amazing sit, even, how you can read a book. The human brain kind of. can, um, yeah, if you start teaching self techniques, how you can overcome fears with just a few mental techniques. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously, definitely. in your case, it's been a bit difficult more for some people, but you know, it is. And you hear of people who say, oh, I can't even feel pain because they practice these mental techniques mm. so strong i mean david blaine is a typical example of right, right let's not yeah. use david blaine as an example of wow. uh, <laughs> anything <laughs> i think i think it's weird because it's almost it's, it's two polarizing things it's almost sensory deprivation but and sensory overload at the same time yeah so that you can get through this and I, I think, Ash, that's definitely what we're going to call the name of this episode, how to get over your fear of flying. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it has been quite I mean, focused on that, to be fair. I mean, if anyone, you've had pretty traumatic experience with it, and it sounds like you've tried a lot of options more than most, you know, so. Well, I've, I've uh, my nice. main one, my main one is yet to come. So uh, I also did um, a fear of flying course, which... Um, virgin set up in england and um it basically got 200 people that were scared of flying in a room together which you can imagine how that how that went down wait a minute wait a minute um, did, you, did you do the one where they, they ended up getting you all on a flight and you just done like the big <gasps> i watched that documentary were you on right, that uh, right i was on it two months before they did the documentary oh, i knew all the guys man. on it i knew all the and what, i actually what is this i i i so they're, they're, so okay well what JJ is referring to is there's a documentary called I think The Fly or Flight or something and they um, watched people go through this fear of flying course and then took them on a plane and just saw how they reacted and they had their mate video them the whole time some of them got over it some of them were terrified and all the psychologists and things they used I'd actually been on the course two months prior to that so I honestly if you look it up I reckon that was December 2012 because I did my I just missed my flight and I've just done the course. So they got 200 of us into Luton airport and, um, just, they got pilots on, they got psychologists on, they got everything on and tried to tell us, you know, the, the thing that the main thing they did was, well, not the main thing, but one of the things was like, Oh, if you do that, how do you cross your fingers? Right. How do you, when you do that, how do you do it? And everyone does it a certain way. And they went, do it the other way and train yourself to do it. And you and immediately can change it. And it was kind of like, this is how you can change your thought. Blah, blah, blah. They, do this now. <laughs> yeah. So do it how the way you do it. And wow, then they go, sure, okay, having hands that work. Fuck it. Do it the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry, JJ. Sorry. Uh, sorry, JJ. 
<laughs> moving on, moving on. I would love to want to come in on this one and be like, what is he talking about? Anyway. Do a podcast. Are you yeah. like, let's do an exercise where you hand some one of the guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mistake. My mistake. Um, so also uh, they had to, um, <laughs> they had to, they had pilots explaining how flight works and all that stuff right which I already knew because I've been shitting myself for two months and knew all about that but then then they went right okay cool so um, now we're going to get on, on a plane uh, and we're going to do a lap around London and and go back down so uh, half the people I'd say half the people were like okay I feel a bit better about flying now half of us me included not like no I still was not okay with it. Um, got to got to the plane, uh, got on. I was I was not good. So they have like trainers on each table. There's like eight tables. So there's someone that used to be scared of flying that now is in, and they would talk you through it. So I was sitting with her hand in hand, uh, and she she was like, "Right, you have to do it. You have to do it." I was like, "Okay, fine." And as like you know, when you pull back and you're on the runway, some lady jumped up, ripped her seatbelt off, I was like, "Get me off the plane! Get me off the plane! We're gonna crash! Get me off the plane!" Wow. Yeah, so oh, everybody man. lost the plot. Uh, <laughs> that would have been so entertaining. <laughs> no, I I was crying, so that wasn't good. Um, I would have fucking loved it. that. Yeah, awful. So they pulled us back to the thing, and literally she ran, sprinted off. Like the, I don't even think the stairs were down. She was out. Uh, and then, on a, I'm not joking, eight, nine other people just walking off, walking off. And I said to the... The, the trainer I'm, I'm going I'm off she's like don't go don't go literally crying like she's like stay and I did and I did it and we were fine but well done yeah that was a great right. story yeah. that was, right. was she was she <laughs> real yeah. fit is that why you stayed <laughs> yeah. no I think so I it think turns out she she's an Australian woman <laughs> that he, he met and the, the sea baths <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's all Shit, connected <laughs> yeah yeah this episode um, is Ash's love life and how we met. No, no, no. <laughs> and that kids, that kids is how I met your mother. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think what we should do right now is we should move on to how you you ended up in yes. Australia and how yes. we all get we all know you and and how you like okay. the whole St Kilda know you as well. Okay, so having done all that stuff that we've just uh, mentioned, I then. Realized I probably could do uh, a whole flight thing, um, so I so I did. So I, I honestly I booked I booked a flight. One of the things I think for me is don't book it to, into anyone in my situation of being scared of flying. Don't book it too far in advance. So I literally booked my flight here five days before I came. Wow. Um, the longer it is, the more you shit yourself building up to it. I realized the last time um, booked it five days before. So this was now March two thousand. I think two thousand thirteen. Um, booked it then and came, and well not to touch back on the flying thing but here's a little interesting fact for you when I was in the air uh, MH370 went missing the oh, same day I was in the Jesus. sky when that happened uh, and we <laughs> landed in obviously you weren't aware of that though like actually in aware. the sky I was physically in Asia in the sky at the minute it disappeared so I we went to Singapore 
we land in Singapore and there's a lot of chit chatter, whispering. Everyone, like, oh, when I get on flights, I tell everyone I'm scared of flying. Like, those air stewardesses look after me and whatever. And everyone knew. Everyone in the fucking, the 50 people around me knew. There's a lot of whispering, a lot of chit chatter. No and I was like, well, what's going on here? Left it. Uh, I had gotten a flight with my mate and his girl, uh, sorry, my mate and his her boyfriend. And we didn't know anything about it. Singapore rooftop bar, got back on, a lot of chit chatter. The second we landed in Sydney, uh, they said, right, a plane just went missing. We didn't want to tell you um, this is what's happened. I was like, you actually kidding. Could you imagine it was the day before? I don't. I honestly don't know if I'd have gotten the plane or if I'd found out in Singapore. Can that's you imagine? Outstanding. Like, mate, what are the chances? What are the chances? Are? That's, chance- that's what's excessivated it, surely. Surely that's like... That didn't help. I was obsessed <laughs> with that thing, right? I, I literally watched documentary. I was, I was every day like, have they found it? Have they found it? Because some of the scared of flying, like... And they've only ever found know. bits of that plane, haven't they? Yeah. They've never found yeah. it. They still don't truly So know. they say. It's all conspiracy. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. So some of the bits, turns out, the, the main bit that they found was actually a bit that got swapped off the plane, like, it got a repair. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a repair that they got done, and it got swapped off, and it wasn't the bit that was on the plane at the time. It was the bit that That's mental. moved. And, yeah, so. and also on that, what else makes that kind of creepy is... You know, I'm no expert, but I have friends who are uh, in the aviation industry. And for, and I mean, obviously it's a very vast ocean out there, but apparently the, the black box, which is orange, which is weird, yeah. but uh, the black box, apparently for that not to be found is, is incredibly difficult. I mean, I'm probably surely, wrong. Surely at the bottom of the ocean, it's not going to be found. I don't know. Mm. I believe it's incredibly hard to just well it's because it's they send little beepers the, the whole off, purpose, right? so yeah the whole purpose of them is to be found and with in today's technology and everything you know you can fucking sense well it. that's why have you all seen lost yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, the lost island. it's the lost yes. island i think i'm not kidding uh, uh, that's what they so I know we're not trying to talk about this, so give me 30 <laughs> seconds. But we, uh, the, Man, I'm more than the, happy to talk about this with you. I think this is great. Yeah, well, they, the pilot, um, they obviously started um, investigating afterwards. He had a flight simulator at home, much like the one I, uh, I, I did. Um, and they looked at his delete history, uh, which you should never do. Um, and what do you mean? How do you look at someone's deleted history? Because if that's a thing, I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah. Don't get the FBI involved. Your it doesn't it doesn't work. <laughs> deleted history is just a minor thing. Anyway, um, and they saw that he had practiced numerous times of landing on this island in the Indian Ocean. Which right this second oh, I've forgotten the name of. It's got like a Spanish name. Uh, Diego Costa. There you go. Diego, Diego something. No way is it called Diego Costa. Yeah, it's a uh, football player. No, it's not because that's the footballer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very similar though. It's, it's just very, very similar. on this one guy. <laughs> yeah, just on his head. Um, what is it called? Right, JJ, you're the researcher. You find out. Anyway, you guys do your thing. Um, he, yeah, he, uh, and he practiced and then he deleted it. And that um, is in the Indian Ocean. Pretty much. They worked out. So he flipped off Diego Garcia, that's it. And he flicked off his, um, his thing between airspaces, between Indonesia and somewhere else. So they didn't know he'd arrived and they, hadn't known, they thought he'd left. So he was silent for seven hours, but they, it sent off beeps um, every hour. And so it could have, no one knew which way it went. That was why they couldn't find it, right? But what they've worked out is it could have been in the Indian Ocean. That's where they think it was. And Diego Garcia 
was right there and he practiced landing there numerous times in his fight oh my god so, okay, it was, so, so I'm just looking at Diego Garcia just now right it's a, and, and it's an a, a American army base it's an it's, it's a territory of the UK the, the UK own it so it's a UK the place. UK owns everything that's not a point that doesn't even be mentioned yeah. and it is, it is an army base as well so there's like but hmm. space shuttles have landed there yeah exactly wow it's, well mental it's mental. Um, but yeah, that's so that happened while I was in the air. I was absolutely obsessed with it when I landed, obviously being scared of flying and stuff. Um, and there's still no, no one knows, still knows what happened really. But um, I think yeah, that could be just, your calling, mate. That could be you. I reckon you could, you could, you what know, do you mean? <laughs> I think you could find it and that will cure your fear because oh, could you will, imagine? This That'd is solve all your problems. problems. I know we're all alive. Is. Yeah, like lost. Imagine. Can you imagine? It's like yeah. a real life lost. That's, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, I, I'm just looking at this island. This island is closer. I'd say it's between, you know, Indonesia and Madagascar, nearly perfectly halfway. Um, yeah. Like, this, the island was one of 33 emergency landing sites worldwide for the NASA space shuttle. How the hell are you finding that island? <laughs> That's what I want to know. It's, yeah, it's, well, you have right. to do a lot of training in your simulator and then you need to <laughs> disappear a whole plane's worth of Malaysians. That's how it gets done. <laughs> exactly. You can also see the exactly. amount of people that were on that plane that were um, like specialists in, I, think, I, I can't, don't quote me on this. I'll look this up after. It was either tax, it was something to do with money specialists or virus specialists. So this could be linked. COVID. COVID. They made COVID-19. Oh, it all came come full on. circle. Bam. We've done it. We've solved it. Jimmy, I think we should call Trump. Mean? I think Trump has a... <laughs> you heard oh, it here so... on the free schooners. <laughs> right, okay. Of the, breaking of the, fucking news here. Of the 200... And, there was, so there was 227 passengers, right? And including a group of 19 artists with six family members and four staff returning from... And here's where it gets weird. A calligraphy exhibition. Oh. <laughs> I'm thinking forging documents. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. I, I like think it. there's a portal to a different dimension. Right. And they're going to teach that other dimension how to write things in their own language that they've verbalized, but they haven't got a written form. The calligraphy experts are going to show them how the language works. Isaac, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a boy, he's going on about, do you when I was a kid, do you remember the Bermuda Triangle? Oh, I'm obsessed I, with that. Obsessed. Don't even. Guys, did anyone else have a real, real, like, seeing when I was a kid, I had a real worry about quicksand, but seeing my adult life, <laughs> I've never came across it once. Not once. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I love how you're like I've got fear of quicksand or you did Ash is just like what the fuck are you on about the man who's yeah, scared on, of mate. flying come on mate quicksand quicksand, quicksand man on. think about how many things you watched as a kid they were like oh no I'm stuck there in quicksand, so quicksand. Look, yeah. it looks like normal sand and then you're just sinking <laughs> yeah you're just dying it's never happened in my adult life so, for so that, I'm happy so you you so you've <laughs> You let's gotta be fear of flying. Yeah, yeah, let's not I mean, do fear yeah. of flying anymore because uh, yeah. you know, yeah, but you're yeah, in let's move on. you're in Australia yeah. and I'm in Australia, yeah. And then Ash, yeah, we know you, but Hi. you've done very well in Australia. Um how was tell us a bit about how you became well, he's done well, but not well enough to get a webcam that isn't a potato. <laughs> <laughs> That's, 
I'm also not he, even in he, my bedroom. I'm in he, someone else's bedroom. He um, receives <laughs> the nudes. He doesn't send the nudes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, okay. So I eventually, as I said, I got a, a flight five days prior. Uh, and I turned up here. I shit you not with 42 pounds um, and that was it <laughs> that's oh, all um, and the fucking full will cost you eh? yeah that's that's what happens when you yeah, you do that and you don't plan um, but obviously I'd been here two years prior I had a few contacts so the minute I got here I uh, ended up going back to Riva uh, managed to get sorted out uh, there worked that weekend uh, stayed with a mate for free for a week and you know, then we moved back into the Ritz. So that's how, that's how I did the Ritz properly, Isaac. Um, and yeah, I asked them if I could pay the week, rent a week later. And then just from there on, worked there at Coco as well, which back then was just a tiny little restaurant. Now Is that bought. just the one? Now yeah. it's got three, three or four? Yeah, so I worked there back in 2009 as well. And now they've got three. They bought, the, they bought left and right. So they, there was a schnitz there and there was something else. They bought both what, sides what of it. Cool so cool? they... The best risotto, it's the best everything you can ever have yeah. in St. Kilda. Cool. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm down with the kids now. Uh, by the way, Rococo, if you want to send us meals, we'll do reviews, yes. anything like that. We're all about it. Yeah. Um, so, so that was beer four, so, by the way. Before, oh my god, I'm a four too. I'm a way to go and get another two. Jesus, I didn't realize we were still in this. Another I'm two. running out of beers. I'm you guys keep talking. Well, there's no one here. Um, okay, so hello. I hello, hello, hello. So, obviously, I've done a lot of uh, promotional work. I won't go too into this, but I'd back in London, I was working for a few nightclubs in London doing promo. Ended up in sunny beach in Bulgaria, uh, doing a season. Um, being promotions manager for a nightclub, then moved on to being running pub crawl company with uh, there's like 30 of us. It was great. Anyway, so I, I loved promo, all that sort of thing. Just can I just interject? Because I yes. know that you ran a, a bar crawl there and we yes. run a bar crawl together. So we I'm going to assume that every all 30 of those people that you worked with did all of the work. What uh, do you mean? Oh. <laughs> Deep burn. Deep burn. Quality of a quantity, Isaac. Thank you. Um, we we ran four pub crawls a week and a pool party and a, a beach party. I mean, lucky to get you to do one every every two months. Me, I'm always a bit. I'm yes, you. Of what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So, so, so. Obviously, um, I'd got into that side of things, and I, and I and I loved it. I love I love a night out. I love a drink, uh, and that coupled the two uh so i got here what was i doing yeah i worked back at Riva and rococo but i um uh someone recommended me to do you know why do you uh, people listening maybe not but you guys know white bar on fitzroy street white rooms so white bar is it's, by freddie wimpoles isn't it which is like right. an american type bar on the corner and they do some real cool ale but that is fitzroy street where they have loads of bars and does it still exist Nah. Uh, it's it's literally got the name in the door and it says Felice and it's been doing that for three years but um, it's the guys that run Beludo used to run that oh so, Beludo oh yeah I had that yeah. so I was I was sitting I made a I made a song last night because I was my good friend Gary sorted me out with um, Ableton thanks Gary and I made a song and, and when I was doing that I was looking at songs that I'd made and I found uh, 
an Eric Pitt's piano with um, Inner Bloom with Rufus. And I was like, oh. Oh, oh my God. It it brought me back to the Ludo and man, I'm not, no word of a lie, a little tear rolled down my face. I miss it so, I miss it so much. I just miss, I just miss being with with all of you guys. Yeah. The Ludo is, when I arrived in Australia and I checked into base, which is all our kind of starting point, except for you, JJ, but, um, well, then maybe even base for you, mate, because that's how you've got. Yeah, it's weird. Base. Like, so my only uh, affiliation to base before I met you guys is I had a, a mate, Ryan Morgan, that came over and stayed with us, and he lived in my mum's house, and he was like, I kind of want to be closer to the city for work, so he lived in base, and I used to go and pick him up outside it, but I didn't really have a like a connection to it until obviously I met I met you guys, and now yeah. it just seems to my, everyone's life revolves around it. I mean, Yasmin works there, so. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Everyone's life revolves around this one place. It's mad. Oh. It is. It is. It's brought everyone together, um, and it is a very unique building. But yeah, Valudo was uh, one of my first stops as well. Literally fresh off the plane, came to St Kilda and walked into Valudo, and then yeah, here we are. Well, it's almost three years ago that. I honestly, all right. So for those that don't know Valudo, it's a very narrow bar, and I reckon I went there for a solid year before I realized that one whole right side of it was covered in mirrors. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've never been sober there, right? I've, I've been there so many times and just never with my wits whatsoever. I know all the bartenders and the bar managers and all that, but I, I, they know me, but I don't really know them. And they'll <laughs> come in and be like, oh, hey, but, oh, there's a mirror. Oh, there's a red wall. Oh, there's, a, there's one time I came like soberish. Well, sober enough. And I was looking around. It was like it was the first time I was ever in this bar. And I'd been there for a year straight. And it fucking, it weeped me out, man. Like I was, uh, I, I did not feel comfortable for that time of, uh, of uh, night. My, my first yeah. thing with it was I went, so I went to La Roche, which is obviously a fantastic uh, restaurant right next to it. It's hands down my best bolognese I've ever had in my life. Hands down. I'm a bolognese connoisseur. La Roche is the best. What? I went, uh, was was the best. It's gone. It's oh, gone, no, mate. It's News. not gone. It's not gone. It's moving across. It's gone. No, I don't. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's moved. Um, <laughs> also, um, not the best. Bolognese. Oh, mate, it's no. outstanding. There's something really nice about it. I don't know why. Anyway, so Gaz, I went... Gaz comes in it. <laughs> um, so I finished eating there one night, and then we noticed this little door next to it, and I went upstairs. And, and looking back now, it's the weirdest thing, because I know... Ex- ah, I remember being upstairs and going, this is a really nice venue. Look at those speakers. I'd really like to DJ there. Then a guy walked in and started playing music. I realized it was a Thursday night. Do you know who he was playing? DJ Dave. Jake Ellis. Oh, Jake Ellis. Jake, Jake Ellis. And I remember looking I remember looking at him going, I feel really sorry for this guy. There's no one here. Because it was literally just as it opened when I walked in. There's no one here right now, but man, the tunes are good. And... I really wanted to play there. Then fast forward, I mean, what, four or five months later and, you know, and Beach House Thursdays and we were all there. And that was my connection to it. Beach House Thursdays. Oh, was that you. what it was called? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was. Because actually you're quite, you're quite the guy in St. Kilda, aren't you really, mate? You've, uh, you, obviously you mentioned you did a bit of promo work in Sunny Beach, but mm. you got over here and what, you continued that work and... And well, yeah. So, so white rooms, which no longer exists. I uh, someone somewhere recommended me to to them. They wanted a promo and a bar person. So, 
I used to, on a Friday and Saturday and Sunday night, I used to promote for them between seven and 11, either on the street or around the hostels. And then if it was busy enough, this was the quote, if it's busy, you jump on the bar. So anyone that does promo knows that that is not a good idea because it's I was hammered that by is the time so I got on the bar. Count, yeah. you're, you're hammered, but also your job is to chat to people, right? You, you right. brought all these That's people right. in and they're there to kind of see you indirectly. And then if you're off busy behind the bar, it's kind of fucking... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it was, it was a bit rough and that would happen. So it was, yeah, it was a bit of a catch trade too because if I didn't make it busy enough... Uh, I could go out, but if if I made it busy enough, I couldn't. So, uh, no, we did pretty well. I Obviously, living at the Ritz, which was well, 100 metres down the road, I used to bring everyone from the Ritz there, um, and it went off. It went off, and it was great. But uh, from that, those guys um, ended up buying Valudo, which is Dom, which is, I think a few people know. Um, I, I assume Dom had Valudo since, like, the 70s for some reason. <laughs> no, so I think... If he if he did, he kept it quiet. He used to he used to own. I'm going back again, but when I was here, 2009, he owned a, a club next to Coffee Palace called Tongue and Groove, right? Which used to do one dollar pints. Where uh, one dollar yeah. pints? Typical $1 fucking dollar pints. One dollar yeah. pints. Where one dollar pints? Uh, it, honestly, do you know where um, the dentist thing is now? Yeah. Um, where the space thing's being built. That was a building, and it, the Downstairs level was a nightclub with a, another right. downstairs level open till 5am every night, every night. So we would go back to Coffee Palace and on the way home, you'd be like, pop in for a $1 pint. And it was, it was just the weirdest place, but it was great because it was, you know, everyone would go there because it was that cheap. So yeah, he owned those two. And then that got shut down. Apparently there was a big rave that a brawl went onto the street and they told him, nah, you can't do that anymore. So he bought a Bluto. Uh, about a year into working at base, I just got, there's the same manager, a guy called Greg, French guy, just message going, nah, you know, you're over at base and you do a lot of promo. Do you want to, do you guys want to run a, a midweek night for us? Uh, how about, and, and they asked us what day. I was like, actually, well, we're not going to do a Monday because we do a bingo at base and Wednesday 29th have got that, got that covered. But uh, Cushion, which was the Tuesday, had gone over a refurb and we were like, well, let's just do a Tuesday then. So uh, we've called it all the favors, asked everyone to turn up for the first month. It absolutely went off. Uh, what, was that, what was that like? Because obviously you'd done it a bit before, but this was this yeah. your first proper chance of doing a night in Australia, Melbourne, St. Kilda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, that, that was the first one that was purely, yeah, it was scary, but, um, you know, especially on a Tuesday, you know, you can't, there was literally, there was no walk through traffic. Like it was all based on, what we did in the weeks coming up. So we spent a whole month like, well, sorry, a few weeks telling everyone they had to come that night. And yeah, we had 250 people, I think on the first night and it was people we knew, but. That's amazing. When you, know, I, you know, everyone in St. Kilda. So that, that's. I, I do. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those. It's like, that's great. I hope that if, but because there were so many people there, like they loved, everyone loved it and it was cheap and it was this and that. So when I knew it was working, I remember walking up the stairs, I mean, week four, week five, after promoting it, it was about midnight, and I walked up the stairs, and I didn't know 78% of the people there, and I turned to Adam and said, this, this, is, uh, this is it, we've done it. Like, I knew then this was a night, it wasn't just our mates helping us out. And I think, then it went from there, and we're like, our Tuesdays back then, for the first two years, for a few reasons, but they were just more, they were, they were massive, way bigger than they What, what years been. were these? Just because I, so I, I entered the scene in 2017, 
Um, that, that was the back end. I, I reckon, trying to I keep, so 2013 I got here, 2014 at base. I'd say we started 2015 or the summer of 2014, maybe. Okay. 15. So I'd say 15, 16. So you would have been year two or th- year three, probably year two or three, where we were doing quite well, but it wasn't like year one and two were, were, were kind of nuts. Um, they were just like, just twi- twice the size of, of, of they are right You're now right. kind of thing. Um, yeah, they were real big. Just because there was no other Tuesday, it was kind of a bit out, bit out of nowhere, you know. So are you telling me like that? that you and Adam Wilson uh, single-handedly took down Cushion? Yes, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you and Hobbsy are great friends. Yeah, I'm not sure he's even in the back. <laughs> Let's delete him from this chat. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, this is a podcast. They've been they closed, haven't they? If you get a closed, yeah, no, it's bunny it has, Is it bunny yeah, he, No, no, li- no, no little haha. Oh, okay. So yeah. the first, the first time I came to Australia, and I was uh, the first time I came to Melbourne, I get told to go out in St Kilda. And it ended up at Cushion. Now, the only reason I ended up at Cushion was because in Glasgow, there's a club called Cushion and you used to go to on a Tuesday night. It's called Juicy Tuesdays on a Cushion Tuesdays. So I went, I wonder if it's the same. And that's what I went to. Just by Really? That's crazy. It's built the same way and everything. Is it, isn't that weird though? Because coming from the UK, you know, you wouldn't go out on a Tuesday to, you know, to, to turn... To turn a big night into, or sorry, to turn a night into something, let alone on a weekend, you, you think it'd be easy on the weekend, but on a fucking Tuesday, that is yeah. pretty incredible. You, you need you need to have a clientele that have nothing fucking better to do. Yeah, like, students. Either, either students or backpackers. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when you talk about back home, you've got people that have jobs and shit. You you like I. I consider myself a backpacker at this point, even though I'm from Australia and my mum lives 20 minutes away. But, but we, even if we've got real jobs, we're willing to get pissed on a Wednesday night, right? Yeah. But, but in your real lives, that's not a thing. No. I mean, I, I've got a real people job. Um, guys, I don't advise it. Don't, don't try and do a real people job. I, I miss... <laughs> I miss just being able to get, get drunk any night of the week. I mean, it doesn't stop me. Don't get me wrong. It just makes life a little bit harder the next day. You know what I mean? Um, but you need that clientele of those people. You know, those people that are going to come out um, for, you know, a Thursday night and they'll, they'll come out and they'll, they'll, come, they'll come to base first and things like that. And they'll, they'll, um, they'll, they'll go and do, you know, they'll drink all night and, and it wouldn't really be any problem for them at all because they've got nothing else to do. I mean, yeah. surely that's where you built all your stuff. Well, like Dave, surely that's, that's what you've done as well. When I you're... mean, yeah. Yeah. With, you know, when we came in and, uh, Ash, obviously, yeah, you'll agree. But when, when we first came together, it was just, it's a beautiful thing, you know, St. Kilda for me, the, and Australia in general, it's a very different thing from back home. I mean, even saying you know, you have big big boy jobs over here as well. I just seem like the general attitude 
I think the weather is a big thing to help you. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Anyway, it really the weather is. outside is weather. I'm not even messing, <laughs> but the weather, the weather is a massive influencer on your decisions. You know, back in rainy England, miserable England, where you know maybe two months of the year you'll actually get cracking weather. Oh wow, I'm from England. I've got two months. There's <laughs> <laughs> someone in Scotland is a Tuesday. That's it. That's all yeah. we get. Well, I, I think I think the big thing that you're touching on there is is like if you've got a normal nine to five day right in australia especially closer to summer that nine to five day turns into a you finish at five and you've got till like six seven maybe even eight and you still got sunlight you still got like yeah. you can go and do sport or do exercise or yeah. do whatever you do in your day-to-day time and that's what i think really you've got miserable gray <laughs> yeah and and so in, in scotland when it comes to winter when it uh, sorry summer when it comes to june 21st which is the longest day of the year in the northern hemisphere you can look in the sky and there's still light in the sky at midnight easy like yeah. that it's really weird to me that it doesn't happen here and like you're like oh eight o'clock at night is quite quite late for the sun to be out but i've been in a park at half past 10 at night in glasgow and just it's just been daylight like it's and that's what we get for I our just- summers yeah, I do, I do think I do what you're saying. I just think like the weather massively does help like people encourage people drinking and partying in Australia. So whereas yeah, back home you know the Monday to Friday slog is a thing, and everyone back home looks for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. People are more inclined to get involved on a Tuesday and everything. Um, and you know, Ash, I was obviously talking about like 29th and all that. The 29th apartment is a tiny little bar in St. Kilda, which is renowned around Melbourne. It does incredibly well on a Wednesday night as well. Again, Wednesday night is not a night you typically associate with drinking. And then obviously we get to the weekend where like any other country, uh, drinking picks up and it's you know the people who have been keeping themselves tame in the week. Uh, Friday and Saturday is their release and maybe Sunday for some of them. And that's where, uh, well, yeah, Friday in St. Kilda or Friday in Melbourne. I find a lot of people don't really, or from our neck of the woods, won't really traverse to the city. There's that much going on in St. Kilda. And on a Friday, again, you'd have the Ludos. And then um, you'd have, you know, even base was a hot spot. Well, what else did you have in the Friday day? Wait, 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 wait. I feel like this is what Dave's about to do, right? He's about about to (laughs) double... Double whammy himself. He's like, yeah, Fridays used to be really good because once upon a time, Dave used to run the Friday nights and he made something called <laughs> Frat House Fridays. It was so right? amazing. So, so he was not only about to fucking jack himself off there, but then he was going to lead to Ash <laughs> talking about next level Friday. So he's got the double whammy of this, the self-fucking... Great work, Dave. Great work, Dave. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell, Dave. And that is yes, yes, you ran, you ran a night with beer pong. <laughs> You did, you did American, you no. a backpacker bar. Congratulations, Dave. <laughs> and I, and I, did, I did American sports on the TV, which I had to call you up every Friday. Yeah, too. legit. You did it for three <laughs> weeks. And then the rest of the time, it was just like, nah, we'll do it next week. <laughs> um, and then, yes, you two yeah, teamed yeah. up together and created a great night. And cool. I think that's, that's where he wanted to go. Is that Actually, tell us... Ashley, tell us about Fridays, mate. <laughs> I mean, we've skipped uh, five years, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> there was a bit of poison in there. There was a bit of fucking... Yeah, a few yeah, other poison. things. There was a things. failed thrift shop. God knows what. What do you what mean? Are you, what, what are you, you talking about? No, let's go back to that. What are you talking about? Thrift shop? Yeah. 
He doesn't know thrift okay, shop. Okay, so Unbelievable. he doesn't know thrift shop. So I think Isaac's going to sort of poo-poo with this. So I'll go first. I bet this. Kid, I bet. I bet you had this idea round about the Macklemore time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a <laughs> six months later, <laughs> six to twelve months it later. It's a, it a bit, a bit later. But uh, myself and Adam, who started the Vludo thing, we we thought, uh, you know, base. We used to often talk about base Thursdays, which I mentioned earlier about the ladies' night stuff, which we weren't allowed to do anymore. So we, you know, always thought Thursday at base was a p- potential for a kind of big night. So we all sat down. I think it was what me, Adam, Isaac, a friend of ours, Jamie, and Alex, who's the general manager. And yep. between us, in about a half an hour meeting, we came up with this idea, which was... I was never there for the meeting. Oh, you're not there for the I meeting? I was not involved for anything other than, here's a microphone. You've yeah, got good. to do it now. <laughs> That's all you needed for. That's all you needed for. Yeah. Um, so we sat down and we, um, yeah, no one knew what we were doing at the start other than we wanted to do a Thursday night. And by the end of it, we had this idea, which was, it was a catwalk uh, of people dressed in charity shop clothes, um, but everyone had to dress in charity shop. The best five of each or whatever, three of each got up and did a catwalk. The winner won a hundred or $200 bar tab or a gift card or whatever. Um, and that was kind of the basis of the night. And everyone was just dressed up being stupid. And it kind of, it, Isaac will tell you that it failed in the end, but it, it did very, very well in the summer. It did do very well. Uh, but it was, it was hard work to get all the staff to constantly dress in that way, every so was, that was so my first. With- that was my first year of being here. So, so and it I, was based. It was based off of the ladies' night that you've mentioned before, right? Ladies' night, everyone dressed up yeah. in girls' clothes that were guys, and girls dressed up, whatever. And you did catwalks, you did your things, you did all, all kinds of games. Then, and it was all about costume. Well, essentially dressing up, because the theory behind dressing up in a bar is that if you're dressed up for this event, you're not going to leave and go to another bar because you can't. If you're if you're wearing quite a common exactly. idea actually that's yeah. that's good. If you're if you're a guy wearing girls' clothes, you can't then go to your local nightclub because you're a, it's not socially acceptable. I mean, I do it all the fucking time, but normal people normal <laughs> people can't do it, right? Yeah. So the idea of the thrift shop is that everyone was going to wear these ridiculous clothes. They're going to stay there till close, and it's going to be great. Uh, and it just it it had it was great. It was good. It was good. We gave out uh, $150 cash to the guy and $150 cash to the girl, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Ash? I like that, yeah. Yeah. Like that. Um, I think, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. And, and the, the, it was like, it was weird. So in summer, we have more people. So more people want to do it. But in summer, it's also really hot. So less people want to wear weird latex clothing and put it over their real clothing. So what would happen is the... The further we got into summer, the busy we'd get, the more people would get involved. So the more we'd delay this, this catwalk, right? So n- normally the catwalk would be 11, but at our peak, we're like, nah, fuck them. 1 a.m. We'll make them fucking thirsty. We'll make them want this catwalk, right? They'll all stay till real late. And at 1 a.m., they're all sweating because it's 35 degrees and they're wearing these latex fucking things on top of things on top of things, begging us, being like, oh, can we please do the catwalk? <laughs> Can we please do it and then yeah. ash is like yeah yeah yeah. it was just like uh, two more minutes two more minutes half an hour later isaac can we do the car yeah yeah yeah. two more minutes two more minutes <laughs> three hours later we eventually do it all these concerts they're sweating they're fucking they hate life and then they do it but we we had some crazy nights there we had people getting naked yeah, on the dance yeah, floor we had people fucking it was just unreal the things that we saw but what we found is that we had to give away so much free drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember 
telling it up at one night and it was a thousand dollars retail of alcohol that we gave out for Whoa. like an eight thousand dollar night. I mean, it's still profit, mate. It's still profit. It is. It's a lot though. Yeah, it's it a, lot. Is a lot. But then eventually, Dave and Ash team up. To oh, bring- what have we yes. already spoke about this? But yes, the whole double dip thing. <laughs> <laughs> bring something known as. Ash, I mean, we, we, Fridays. we something yeah, that we, was on the next level, something we, that was on the next yeah. level after that, and potentially the next level after that because it was on the fourth floor. Um, but so we, we, we talked about it a little bit, but Ash, yeah, I think I'll pass it over to you and do the honors. What this is, so I met Ash when I checked into base, and we've all done that, and I became friends with him. And then by this point, Ash, you were a very big deal in the St. Kilda scene and you know, you worked alongside festivals in the area like defected yep. shit like that and I was like this guy and everyone knows Ash and I was like this guy's kind of fucking cool and um, he keeps weirdly copying my hairstyle but I'll give him <laughs> that um, but we've done this, we've done this. I, was, I was I remember uh, working for you for a little bit for a promo I just needed a bit of extra cash and you were like do you want to do a couple hours here and then I like to think you saw the beauty of me I had the gift of the gab and all that and I went away did farm work came back and I was like Ash I wanted to get more involved in your promoting but you were, when the way I looked at you man was you had so many fingers and so many pies you, you had you know, you were always doing something. I was like, that is the place to be. You, you know, you back home, I had a very, very simple life. It was go to work Monday to Friday and then drink on the weekend. But there was a bit more to it over here. I do believe St. Kilda, Australia, Melbourne is the land of opportunity. You you forget the person you're wearing. Yeah, I started working with you a bit more. I wanted to be a bit more involved. And yeah, yeah. where did we go from there, mate? You know? I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I think, um, I don't know. I think, yeah, doing the one the one night just, just proved to us that, you know, we knew everyone in the area. We knew we could, we knew what we were doing and we could, we could build from that. And then along the way, yeah, you'd done a, a few bits for us and, knew that you, you gave a shit which often people you know people people jump into promo you know a lot of people think oh, i could just do promo just i'll do a few hours you know and they don't give a shit or they're not very good at it or whatever but uh, you know you could obviously see that you were neither of those things so when it came to it and then you you suddenly had this uh interest to to, to re, rejig your 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 djing stuff so it fit perfectly and things happened on a we were doing another friday the year before things happened and there was an opportunity and got you on board and it's grown, grown ever since. Um, yeah, you've done well, I've got to thank, I I've got to thank, I've got to thank a lot to you because of, uh, you know, the poison. We, we started doing poison as well, which was a nightclub on Fitzroy street, which had just opened. And I remember you approaching me and I'd done a bit of promo work for you and you were like, Hey, let's, uh, this club's opening. I've spoke to the guy. Now, remember, we tried to help them the first time round, and it didn't go that well. It's all very well us sitting here going, promo's great, you know, you can have a great time. Yeah. But there is the ugly side to it, the long hours sometimes. And 
exactly. The sacrifice. Yeah, I mean, make. long hours. It can long be hours. long I mean, hours, especially launching. The first, yeah, I mean, the first month of a new night, you have to give it give it your all, and then it, then you can have a few drinks and just relax. But yeah, some sometimes they don't work. But so far, we've done done pretty well in in the area. It's it's just <clears throat> for me, it's. Um, just really noticeable how different or how in Australia promotional work is so rare. Um, when I touched on sunny beach before there was a square, I'm not joking, a hundred meters by not even 50 meters by 50 meters. And there was 120 of us in that square. If someone tried to walk through that square, they were dead. They got stopped by 15 people minimum. You, everyone, come to this, come to this, come to that. Like all of us, all of us doing it, smashing it. You come to Australia, you just don't see it. Like clubs are like, clubs and bars are hidden. Like you, you have to look for the address online. It's it's just like such it's, a yeah, different thing. It's very thing. odd that there's no like PRs. That was, that was where there's I nothing. got my nothing. break into nightlife is that I got asked to be a PR for a club called Garage in Glasgow. And you would walk down the main street in Glasgow, it's called Sucky Hall Street. And you'd walk down there and, you get every two minutes to be like, here's some free passes to here, blah, blah, blah. Right. It doesn't happen here. Is it a, is it a law, Isaac? Do, do you know that? Or, uh, it's not a it law. Could a, it could think. be a spruiking thing. Like a what now? The spruiking? What's that? That's the term I'm looking for, isn't it? Spruiking oh. when you're trying to sell shit on the street? I've never heard that word in my life. I've never heard spruiking that was, uh, when, Speaking when public, a, an event, yeah. Spruiking sales? I don't know. I, I like mean, I, I got it over here and it was like when me and you, Ash, were doing promoting, I just kind of got the impression that it's just like, I don't know, in Australia, I don't want to say they're snobbish, but they're a bit snobbish. Like, oh, why would people want to drink here? Why would I go out and try and find them? It's like, well, your bar's empty. They clearly don't want to drink here. That's right. I mean, I mean, kind of that attitude and, and then when you come along and start doing promoting, which I learned, you taught me a lot. But when you come along and start doing promoting, it's almost like the sun shines out your eyes. It's like, why have we never thought of this? What? Go out and ask people to come drink, which base was very good at. Base was very good at. It also depends if you run a business properly, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're running a business properly in this country, you've got to pay a minimum wage and in certain awards, especially in the hospitality industry, like you're you're essentially going to pay someone at this point if they they wouldn't be part time because it's not set hours so they have to be casual. It's like a minimum twenty eight dollars an hour to do walking on the street. And then for there's anyone, also laws. Listening in the UK, that is you heard that right, twenty eight dollars an hour. Now my mates in the UK get paid a minimum. I think it's like seven pounds an hour, which turns out Man. to be like. Like $11 or something like that? Yeah, that was another massive thing for me over here is like I worked in a bar on the side back in England and you're getting paid £7.50 or whatever to do a bar job. And I, when I try and explain it to Australians about the difference between life and wage in the UK to life and wage in Australia, I'm like, well, picture this. In, in the UK, you can work in a bar and afford rent on a flat you couldn't do it if you did it you'd be very living hand to mouth over here in australia you can work in the bar get paid fucking almost double if not more here than you would in the uk if you're casual rent you can easily save yeah you can easily rent you can easily save yeah we have a good time 
when I worked for um, crazy. So what I I currently work in the railways, but when I started in the railways, I was a casual worker. I didn't have a contract, and if I worked, so we had we had jobs that happened at the weekend, and if I worked at the weekend, I got double time. There was weeks I was walking away with three thousand dollars a week because I was a casual worker. Yeah. And it was insane. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and they would just go, oh, there's some there's some overtime coming up at the weekends. I'd be like, yeah, kill cool, whatever, mate. That's fine. Let's do that. And and, that, and and that's the difference, like in hospitality as well as you, you. I've just talked about you working your normal week. You know, in Australia they do time and a half. You know, double time. You know, if you're in hospitality and you work after midnight, you get time and a half in some businesses. Yeah, hospitality. You know, how many times do you work after midnight in oh, hospital? All the fucking time. Yeah. Is there, and, they, and this is the thing I realized quickly when I got here. People, Australia seems to, you might disagree with this statement if you're an Australian listening to this, but Australia seems to value their workers more or they value the work they do more in yeah. terms of money. Um, going, Isaac's going, gearing up to I, I'm, I'm so ready to have a pl- <laughs> all right. no, we don't need to we don't no need we don't to. need to do that let's, let's, let's start wrapping things up here guys yeah. because we've been, we've been we've been talking for a while and there's, there's there's nothing to say that we can't have Ash back on another yeah. time because he's been excellent the you stories we've got out yeah. have been great um, I'd just like to quickly finish off the story of Next Level and that's how essentially yeah. all of us came to know each other that I yes. feel like I might be the missing piece to the puzzle there <laughs> because you guys would have known each other through that uh, before that but that's how I came into well, it, it, no, it's you're not wrong in saying that it's definitely it's you're not the missing puzzle it's like through I'd say through next level we've all became closer and through next level as a source point we've created this podcast yeah. I, I had to bug so, Ash every Friday for more drink cards is that so right Ash? Definitely, we definitely so, became closer so Isaac, Isaac has this thing. I don't know why he does it, but you tell him he has to be there before a certain time, before one for the bar tab, and he would turn up at five past one every time. <laughs> five to one, come on. Come five on. past one just no. to annoy me and see no. if he could push it slightly. And I would and we'd every week. Bend the, we'd bend the rules for him and he would just, then it would be 10 past the next week. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, I mean, that's how obviously how we met JJ. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's the first time me and Dave have done a night real events together. I'm, I'm and, either, yeah. I can honestly say I really miss, I really do miss the boys and I can't I know, wait I know. until yeah. we can get back to well, that. We're, we're hoping to do, uh, well, we had the, we talked about this in the past p- podcast, but we're hoping to do, uh, depending on how restriction they use, but we're hoping to do a rooftop live stream type thing. It'll be just stuff. the same. I yeah. can't wait. But <laughs> I don't. Yeah, we don't know. We we don't, don't know how. We, I don't know how these outside because at the minute, if you're listening from the UK or whatever, or or wherever you are, um, they're proposing maybe that during COVID we do some outdoor live music thing rules. Well, coming coming this and Monday, so and, and obviously people. I think I honestly think from this Monday we're allowed to do that. I don't think it's a problem. Well, well, the rooftop is um, does have a massive. You know, obviously it's enclosed the part of it. It does have a massive outdoor space, yeah, so I don't saying. know how that, that would factor space. in. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, let's wrap this up, guys. Ash, 
you have been an absolute pleasure to have as a guest. I must yeah, admit, thank you. what a champion you are. Ash, have you got any social media that you'd like people to follow you on? No, not really. No. What? Saint Kilda Barcrow. Saint Kilda Barcrow. Saint Kilda Barcrow. Next level Fridays. Valudo Thursdays. Base Mondays. Yeah, yeah. All I don't have to tag all those things in a video. Yes, please. <laughs> and also, anyone who's listening who's in the promotion field is just like, or the promotion industry, it's like, what? They just name their nights after a day of the week. <laughs> yeah, Monaco, Monaco Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah, yeah. Still- no, not really. Never mind. Are you going to ask me about Pornico? Um, <laughs> should we, yeah, should we talk still, about... Yeah. Should we talk about Pornico? Should we get you on again? Do you want? Absolutely. Should we get? I'll come on again. I would love to. I'll have come you in the future. So just a, just to tease he'll everyone. Be with us. He'll be with just, us in yeah, person. Yeah, be with us in person. Just and to tease everyone, Pornico is probably. I'm gonna say it. It's probably one of the greatest clubs in Melbourne. It, it, it had some very famous DJs Set for Rover. It's had some very famous DJs there. And uh, Ash, you've been quite a part of it, haven't you? So. Yeah, yeah, I've helped out. I've helped out on the Saturdays, but we'll get into that another time. We'll get into yeah. that another day. Um, yeah. Thank you very much for being with us, Ash. If anyone uh, would like to follow the Three Schooners on any social media, we are the Three Schooners on Instagram, on Twitter, on on Facebook, and fucking TikTok. Yeah, we've got TikTok. Fuck's sake! All of the things. All of the things. All of the things. We've got TikTok. a man. By the way, and we're now at the stage where we've released a few things. So we record these in the future, obviously, because you can't record them in the past. And uh, <laughs> fair. I don't know. We're, we're now at the point where we're seeing the amount of listeners that we're getting on our podcast. And boys, may I say, I'm very impressed with how we're doing. Yeah, we're we doing are doing. Well. We are doing quite well, which. Is something I never expected. So, yeah, and I and some of you wait till the end, which is just unreal. Forty percent of people, which is a massive ratio. I don't understand how. I don't but know why you, you do it. Um, but yeah, we're also on YouTube, so please subscribe to us on YouTube. It does help us as well. And um, you can also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts now. Something that we've not mentioned on social media, boys, is that we're going to do that competition for cinemas okay we, we did say that we, we did say that social media yet that if you if you follow us i think what we'll do is we'll do either an instagram or a, i think, a, think we need to write out the special the specific yeah, terms yeah, yeah. and conditions maybe maybe an instagram and a youtube follow yeah. and a facebook follow three things i mean it's not that hard yeah and we will buy you cinema tickets and a nice little snack and stuff to go to go and see a, i think, a, a I think we should start from a certain date and then yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. Between now and five weeks' time, when we release this, we'll have worked out the, uh, <laughs> the intricacies. Uh, yeah. Um, I would like to thank you once again. Your life is more thank interesting you. than mine will ever be. So, thank you for <laughs> oh, that. I don't know about that, but thank you. <laughs> thank you for having uh, me. I'm honoured to be the first, first, and hopefully first of many guests. First and I'll part. Be, I'll be back. First part to the three schooners. Yeah. First, yeah. yeah. Do you know first what? part. It's been, to cut it. it's been an absolute pleasure having you, mate. So, um, yeah, no, thank you very much, mate. Uh, thank you to everyone who's listened. I think on that note, boys, it's a uh, it's a good Ash. By the way, you're going to do this last. By the way, so oh, we're not. Uh, we do it. Why we not do this anymore? We do it in the flow chart. I don't want to read your flow chart. <laughs> I haven't seen uh, a flowchart. You don't need to. All you have to say is goodbye it's from yourself. Dave, go fast. Uh, it's right. goodbye from me. Uh, it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me.
Yeah, it's goodbye for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? It's weird. Whatever. Yeah. Thanks, boys and girls. All Make right. sure you subscribe, like, we'll comment, all that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll see goodbye. you next time.